ButcherBox makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. For me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. Western Contours Podcast, sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. We talk gear, on and off season preparation, tips and tactics, conservation, and finding inspiration in the outdoors as sportsmen and women. Thank you for joining us as we share our love for all things Western hunting. Proud to share this episode thanks to these fine companies I depend on in the field. Game Changer Calls. The GC was designed with all hunting callers in mind. Though elk is the intended target, the unique size is a game-changing tool for turkey and coyote callers as well. It is not designed to replace your tube or open reads, but rather to complement the caller's repertoire in the field. Burris Optics. Find what matters. Proudly made in the USA. Hoffman Boots. If you're heading to the backcountry and you need some meals that won't bog you down, check out SasquatchFuel.com. 100% compostable packaging was designed to combat litter in the backcountry. The pack system for all your scenarios, initial ascent, expect more and never settle. Titanium Archery Products, dedicated archers deserve truly unique products that provide all the performance attributes that they demand, and that's exactly what TAP delivers. Western Fly Covers, ultralight element protection for your gear. Stay on your game. For more brands we run and trust, jump on westerncontours.com partners page. Look for the code Western Contours and save a few dollars off your order. We're recording. We're recording something. Because I post shit to Instagram. So, sitting here with the boys. Got uh, Sea Dog, Cesar Moreno, Monero. Monero, that's me. <laughs> and uh, Drew Rhodes. So, we shared El Camp for 10 days. 10 days. 10 days. For 10, but we were there for. What's up, boys? What up, what up? <laughs> we got to get in this, man. Got to get in it. So we're sitting here in the sweatshop for Western Fly and the podcast studio for uh, <laughs> Western Contours and the I'm in total disarray in between hunts, uh, gear, trash, shit everywhere <laughs> studio. It's uh, 
Yeah, shambles. I still got shit in the Jeep. <laughs> I did <laughs> unload it. Didn't touch any of my shit other than my food when I got back. I haven't touched anything. All my shit's still in my pack. And still everything. to this day. <laughs> I'm lazy, bro. <laughs> yeah, the, the week, literally like a few days later, I came in. I, I literally washed everything. My Like, I'm ready to go again. Like, like I, I leave in two days. <laughs> I washed all my clothes. And I took all my food out so, like, the shit didn't get all nasty. But, like, the rest of my gear, still in my pack, everything. I haven't touched it. Yeah, only thing I cleaned was my Jesus sandals because they were pretty nasty. So, I cleaned those off so I could wear them. What's the name of those sandals? (laughs) Jesus sandals. (laughs) Keep it. All right, so we're going to try and – we'll try and be serious. We're going to recap – elk camp and that experience and um we do our best to keep it as clean as we can as to not offend the sensitive ears out there but uh we'll see where that uh where that all takes us um so one word one word to describe the elk pursuit just one word different (laughs) different that's actually an expected term for you to say. I'm not going to lie. You know what? It it has a lot of different meanings for me, though. Oh. Uh, like. No, I said one word. What's your word? Okay. Can you come back to me? <laughs> <laughs> it's not like we got a big table here, folks. Man. <laughs> I want to say uh, it's not one word, but, you know, eye-opening. Huh? Oh, well. If the audience accepts that, we'll accept, accept it. That, I, I guess we'll have to. If that's, <laughs> um, he's not a counter. I, you know, and so when we went into this thing, right, and we tried to podcast our first night there, but uh, the photographer involved <laughs> wasn't having it, so it kind of threw that for a loop. Um, so I, you know, I trashed that uh, that content I was trying to grab there, and then trying to grab content for me on a hunt uh, is, yeah, I, I don't like the distractions. So, um, but one of the things that I looked forward to going into September was asking that question amongst other questions, but asking that question on the back end. And I remember telling you guys, I can't wait to turn around and see the, what the, did I get myself into looks on your faces? Um, And I remember, and it took a little while. It took a little bit longer um, than I thought it would take, but I remember turning around and seeing it. And uh, it was better than the cliff moment in my opinion, I turned around and I looked at the despair and the anguish and the pain and the suffering in both your faces. And I was like, fuck yeah, they're there. They are there. And and, and in some odd way, you know, I, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever found that in hunting. Like I found it in elk. Uh, when we do our early a zone hunt it's miserable it's hot but it's it's there's a difference there right i mean we expect that bad weather or the hot weather i shouldn't call it bad weather but there's something about that elk experience where it's just it's gonna break you off i mean the you know the miles the terrain the deadfall the 
variations of weather, you know, the ups and downs emotionally, um, man, it's, it's just, it's next level, man. Um, what was, see, what was your moment? Where, 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 and what was that moment that you, that the light came on or that, that switch was flipped? Uh, I feel like that. I feel like throughout the trip, there was many moments, you know what I mean? Where it was like, um, you know, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind, obviously it wasn't when we were there yet, but the, the turning, uh, we were driving up that road from that city, that small, we should call it a city, but the small town. And we came across and I kept asking, are these the elk woods? Are these the elk woods? And you kept saying, no, no, no. And then finally we came around that bend and then it just opened up. The Aspens opened up like that was the start of, oh, you know what? I'll give you a better, better word, realization of the, you know, the remaining of the trip. Right. But there was moments throughout the entire time, you know, like uh, obviously the cliff moment, um, when it started to snow, I was really questioning, like, like, shit, what did I get myself into? You know what? That I'll, I'll say that that morning that I decided to go back to camp on my own, that was like a, like, like, I I have reached a point where I, I probably shouldn't be out here right now. You know, especially if we were, because I didn't know, but, you know, especially if we were going to go up that plateau, like I was afraid of, you know, getting hurt and ruining the trip for us. You know, that was like the moment when I was like, holy shit. But even, I mean, but then I can say like when we finally got into elk, well, when I saw those two cows and I saw how big they were, that was another one because I had never seen them before that. Well, you had missed them. Because that was what, the third or fourth day? I think that was the fourth. Because the first day that we actually saw elk. Second day. No, it was the second day. Yeah, we saw elk the second day. It was the second day. The second day was when when we had that moment. Then it was the third day. It was the third day where, well, really, we got in them. We were in elk. We were in elk. Yeah, we were in elk every single day. I mean, we were in elk 12 hours before season started. Yeah. Um, Up until it snowed. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was that was icing, right? I mean, that was some some definite icing to roll up. And, I mean, sun hadn't even set and, you know, bugles are cracking off. And that was, what, 50 yards away from where we had base camped? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Easy. And, uh Ain't nothing worse, man. 50 yards away from camp, you just roll in and season starts 12 hours later. Well, and then we heard that other one, right? Like, as you said, you heard uh, when you were on the phone, you said you heard that one right off the road. Mm-hmm. And I remember, well, that was when I, I mean, I had never heard it. I think that was the first time you heard a bugle too in real life. Yeah, yeah. We heard that <clears> one bugle and then we heard that monster after that. Do you guys remember that? Oh, dude, he was a growler. Oh, that, my God. That one was... That one, that one seriously put chills. <laughs> I actually my made a video. My nipples got hard. I was. Do you remember? Do you remember? Hell yeah. God. Well, I captured all those bugles in the videos that I took. 
but I didn't post them because I was so amped up. I looked like the biggest idiot, <laughs> and I was like, "I'm not posting these at all." You have a you have a, you have a video of the bugles that we heard that night. Yeah, yeah. Because that first one was beastly, right? But then that other one that came around. Oh, he was that, that dude. He was just huge. growly. Yeah, he was growly. That was. Uh... That's another moment for me. Though. Well, yeah, that. Okay, let's rewind. Give us that one moment. The one moment where you were like, holy hell. Like the, the switch went click and it's forever on. Uh, it, man, I, it's, I know you're asking me to put one moment, but really. All right, we're going to pass this guy no, by. Trip. We're going to pass this guy. I have one moment. Go ahead. I'll, I'll tell you right now. My moment was the night we got there. As soon as I heard that first bugle actually, uh, and saw that tree moving. Right now you fucking agrees. I was <laughs> well. The, it was over for me. Like that I, set the whole tone for the whole trip for me, and like there was no way I was gonna quit the entire trip because of that. That intro to it going right. into camp. Yeah, that that first. Yeah, I'm telling you, hearing that monster you like after that, that was that was pretty. That's I crazy, that huh? Be a moment like the initial, like holy shit, they're here. <laughs> that's uh, but that's the sex appeal of elk, right? Is is the is the bugle fest and all that, right? So you contrast those first couple of hours of hearing that before season versus where it went when you know when they got the memo and hey, it's season, shut up. Yeah. When you contrast the the sex appeal of elk hunting to the grind of elk hunting, it is damn near 180 less a couple of instances, right? And and realistically, like looking back on it, you know, 10 days, that isn't 30 days isn't enough time. I was there for 20 days, something like that. That's not enough time, right? And it and I'm not saying it's not enough time to get the job done. It's not enough time to be in those moments, right? Like I that that yearn that we have 11, 11 months of the year for that one month. Some folks only get, I know guys that can only hunt the weekends. You know what I mean? I can't even imagine. Like, I don't know that I'll ever work another September in my life unless I'm forced to do it. I, I don't, I, you know, I just don't, <laughs> I don't see the point right. of working September. Right. And, and it sounds cliche and you hear it all the time. Um, and I shouldn't say all the time, but you only have so many Septembers. Right. And, and we look at, we look at what we do and, you know, some of the things we're programmed to do and, you know, that everyday grind, I'm not saying, you know, supporting family and, you know, your, your homes and things like that are less important, but you only get so many Septembers man, they're going to have to fire me in August and rehire me in October. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's next level, man. I mean, there's nothing in my head. There's nothing that can compare to not just the sex appeal part of the bugles and the screaming and, you know, the, the here in the glunks, like when the wife was there. Right. And we'll get into that. Um, but, but to have that bull coming in and he's glunking and you see his neck, jut down and he's coming into the rake like you know what the hell's going on over here and his lips oh his lips are balled open his tongue is out he's sniffing the air tasting the air and they hear him glunking oh, god damn 
like I can I can picture that right now. I mean, there's just nothing like it. Screw work in September's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it just ain't happening. So moment. Yeah, that moment. That moment. Yeah. The same yeah. moment. You yeah, guys you shared a lot. My moment. No. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm saying the entire trip, but if I had to choose a moment, it was that moment. Yeah, but there's 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 like for me, right? Turning around, turning around, and looking at you guys looking down and and you just looked you just looked like you had been flipped over 50 times kicked all in the face and the ass and everything else and to look back and go yeah they got it where, where was this that was that was actually that last morning hunt when we were walking back up that's that's when i felt it physically physically right by far like we couldn't have got back to the truck soon enough like <laughs> I was so beat by that point that if we would have had more days, I probably would have had to take that afternoon hunt off because I was, I was spent that morning. That, you know, and I saw, I saw some of the mental up and down. The physical wasn't that bad. Like we, you know, and and we kind of, I'll paint the whole picture. So the plan was to go in 10 days and live out of our packs. And the only caveat was day one, I want to check where I knew. And if we were into fresh sign and into elk, we were going to change that plan and reposition. So within a mile and a half to two miles of camp, we were in elk. And in my head, it was, it was pointless to, and you hear this all the time, right? Pass you know, pass elk up to go hunt elk. Um, so it didn't make any sense in my head. So, you know, changed it, repositioned, uh, even thought about doing a couple, three days out versus the whole 10 and it just didn't make sense. So we ended up base camping. So everybody gets a, a clear picture of what we were doing. So, um, we were base camped at what? 9,400 plateau was something like, uh, 98, 99 ish. Uh, but we had to drop down in order to hunt the area. So we were dropping down, I think four or 500 feet and then hunting back up. So we hunted anywhere from, I think we were like 87 up to 98, 99, uh, just about every day. Um, just playing those benches and stuff in that area. So physically it wasn't very demanding, um, outside of just, you know, the, the long hours involved in it. Um, and I think a lot of that was, the anguish part of it was avoided by the camaraderie part of it, which was new to me. Right. Um, that is a very welcome distraction, um, to the, to the mental suffering and the physical suffering. It definitely was a distraction in my head, right. Where you're, you're, you know, you're BSing, um, most of the time, um, or laughing at something, you know, there was all, it seemed like there was always something funny happening, um, the entire trip, the entire freaking trip. Um, it was, it was comedy. Um, let's talk about, you brought it up. So let's talk about that. You know, the cliffed out area, I posted that video and that was, that was pretty cool. Right. So we had went to that spot last year and that's, I think on that mountain, that's one of my favorite spots, right? You get over on that cliff and it seems like you can see for 30 or 40 miles and, you know, you're just, yeah, you're looking at all those contours. You're, you know, what, 60, 70, 80 feet above the treetops. Um, and that vertical wall is something else. Um, the wind was playing such that we had to take a long loop and then we, that wind 
that wind blows off of that cliff right so in order for us to hunt it the way (laughs) that in order for us to hunt that you know experience from last year was okay we have to do it like this so i had to loop us around to get into that area by that by that little drainage and that wind was perfect well we're walking through there and you know we're we're literally on the edge of the cliff i remember climbing down the vertical I had to take a deuce. You guys kept going, right? So I'm literally deucing on a cliffside. <laughs> when, when he told us that he was going to do that, I was like, I can't believe he's like shooting right here. This is that was the best view on the mountain for it. The the funny part about it, I knew what was off to our right, and you didn't. No, I didn't, because it was it wasn't. We were close to the edge, right? But oh, we was, were on the edge, bro. No, no, no. I I know, I know. But what I mean is. We st- there was some incline before we got to the edge. Sometimes, like when we were we were going down those crevices, you were in the cliff. Like where I deuced, we were in that cliff. I didn't yeah. notice it like that. Yeah, because I, I knew. Well, I and saw- the whole time, like going into there, I didn't know you were afraid of heights. I mean, I say I'm afraid of heights, but I end up being in like I end up doing like stuff in the heights, and it yeah, ends up yeah. being fine. I just don't like it. You can't call them scared on a podcast. <laughs> I mean, that's to me, that's not scared. That's just a that's a phobia, right? Like, so with me going into that, I knew what was just over right. from us, right. and I knew you didn't. And when when you said something about not being too great with heights. I just kind of shut up because <laughs> I was not going to let that slip that there was a 150 foot drop. I was actually okay, waiting so for him to notice. I thought for sure when we dropped in that little crevice and oh. came out and I was like, all right, I got to handle this now. I thought for sure at that point he was going to be like, where the hell are we? <laughs> well, I know there was one part where I noticed that it was like, this seems like this is a drop off. And I was like, this is pretty sketchy right here. It was actually, it was when you and I said that this is pretty sketchy. You remember that? Yeah. And well, then, that's when he stopped. Yeah, that's when yeah. he And so that's when I was like, but in my head, I was like, well, if they're going, I'm going. Like, I, I'm not going to, what am I going to do? Stay here? I knew when you noticed, because when you noticed, you were like, you think we should go up right here? Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> you did. Right. Like, as soon as you noticed, I saw it click. Yeah, I was and, like, let's go up this and way, And you guys. were like, we should go up <laughs> right here and i'm like no <laughs> we're gonna skirt around this, around this boulder yeah well we so we hit you know we got to that spot and we hit that cliff face and and you turned and you looked at that like oh, yeah. what in the act i wish i would have pulled the camera out soon i'm horrible with that dang camera man but i wish i'd have pulled it out sooner because to see to see you like look back what did we what the you know where are we that was uh that was pretty amazing right so that's that's close to that video time when we came up to that cliff edge mm-hmm. or the hang or whatever the hell you call it and then i saw that side and that's when i asked her did we just yeah. come across all that <laughs> honestly that is still by far my favorite moment of the whole trip just so, just your realization yeah. of what we just did and so for those for the listeners hearing I so as soon as I saw that, I immediately started to tear up because it's like one of those that I don't know how else to describe it, but like one of those things where you you know you're going through it and you don't really realize it. Then later when you realize what you did, it's like a, like a slew of emotions hit you. Like that's exactly what hit me because 
I was just like, what did we just do? And then just like coming across that and then the view itself. And I, it was just a whole lot to take in, you know what I mean? So, and so I started tearing up and then that's when a uh, guy brought out the camera and started catch, capturing what was on his Instagram. Yeah, yeah that I was. Just, I had to uh, kind of turn off because it was about to be one of those, I'm not crying, you're crying moments. <laughs> like. I booked it too. <laughs> it was, it was, it was a good moment. Like, no, it definitely seriously. was. It definitely, it, it, for me, it wasn't, I don't know. For me, it was seeing you get to live that experience. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. You're chasing elk, but it's, it's those moments that are so important when you're out hunting, right? That's, that's the stuff that I like to capture and highlight and see. And you know what I mean? Like it'd be one thing to arrow a bull, um, and be a part of that. But, but those moments like that, where it's just like, I'm looking scared of heights, man. I just did that. You know what I mean? You look back and there's a mile of sheer face that you just scaled and you know, that was, uh, yeah, it was a pretty, that was a pretty awesome freaking moment, man. Yeah, because I know for me, I took it as, <laughs> like, with you tearing up, I took it as more of a sense of accomplishment tearing oh, yeah, I mean, up no, type of thing. It was all encompassing, yeah, for sure. Like, I knew it wasn't fear. No. I, I knew it was you realizing, like, holy shit, look what I just did. Type right. Of thing. Right. And, and that's why I kind of was like, oh, I got to turn away. I, I, I just have to turn away. I don't know. I think if you're out on a hunt and you're not having those moments, like you're doing something wrong. You know what I mean? Like I, I just, there, there's so much more like, I don't know, here we go with my cliche stuff. Right. But there's so much more to the, to the pursuit than just, you know, banging out the tag, you know, or being in the animals. There's, there's those moments, man. It just, they're irreplaceable. You know, you'll, those are the things that I'll remember about that hunt, you know, long after it's done, you know, we, you know, could have, you know, three bulls sitting here, but we'll still talk about that. You know what I mean? And they all oh, remember that. That'll just be that standout, man. I love those moments. Um, That's pretty special for me. It was, it was absolutely amazing. Um, and I'm glad I could share that with you two there too. I mean, I didn't do it on purpose, but I'm glad we got to, to you know, I'm glad it was. And that, I think that was the, honestly, that was like the only, I think that was one of the only moments like that where it wasn't a joke later on. You know what I mean? Like there was no, there yeah. was no crap talking about that moment. That's how impactful I think that moment was, yeah, that's true. you know, it was, uh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Cause everything else was <laughs> everything else was shit talking. Joke. Yeah. It was, uh, it, it, there was a lot of, yeah, it was a lot of, a lot of shit talking some good laughs. Um, but I think that was the only moment in that 10 days where it didn't, it was way bigger than a joke. You know what I mean? Way, way bigger than a joke. Even when I posted it, like, you know, I didn't expect it for people to respond the way they did. Um, I thought people would appreciate it, but people were, you know, there was quite a few people who were like that. That's where that shit is at. And, yeah, I saw you know, too. and it was just like, yeah, we're getting it. We're getting it. Um, we had, we had another moment like that too with Christy. That's true. Coming off the plateau, coming down. Yeah. I don't know that it was I mean that was a big moment, but I don't know it was as as I, I don't, it wasn't as big. Yeah. But for her, yeah, that was that was huge. She was really scared. Oh, she was I have that video. And if you <laughs> she would kill me if I posted that video. Um 
but when you watch when you watch the expressions on her face and you can you can literally see the fear when you're looking down something that steep and the uncertainty and it's like well you just climbed up it right and and i kind of take that stuff for granted a little bit i look at something and i'm like i'm just going i'm going up or down it don't matter um but so i kind of take that for granted but when i watched that video as much as i laughed about it a little bit um but to see but to see her get past that and I was kind of, you know, I was already quite a ways further down, but to watch you guys work her through that and that camaraderie and that, hey, I got you, right? And and stepping her down and helping her down and laying was, that path and being was a foothold. No way I was going to let her find an easier way down. I felt like she needed to do that to get past that. I don't know if she thought she needed to do it. <laughs> and, and she's probably going to be really pissed when she hears this. <laughs> Because she didn't know, but there was actually a trail about twenty yards to her right. I was, I was hoping that she didn't catch that trail. Yeah, I saw that too. But I wanted her to yeah. come down right there, the hard way, right? Because she needed to at that moment, right? The hard way in her head. I mean, that, that was also I, that was. She saw me slip there too, though, so I didn't help her. Yeah, that that one spot with that rock, that was yeah. that was pretty hairy. I mean, it was you know everything was pretty moist in that area, which was odd for as dry as it was. Um, yeah, there was a lot of overcoming for sure. Mm -hmm. It's a it's an interesting pursuit, right? And and for me, like I'm there's there's this weird duality in the pursuit right and and i was thinking about this after season and to some extent and you had said it like you're stubborn to a fault mm -hmm. right but I'm, I'm i'm looking for something right i'm i'm looking for something and not just in the animal but i'm looking for something and there's value in it there's accomplishment in it but I want to value the entire experience, right? And when you and the, and those are the, the moments. That I think coming down the hard way, or scaling that cliff, or passing on an animal that's legal and shootable because you have a vision of something. I think there's value in doing that, not for a trophy aspect or you know a pound on my chest aspect, um, but if you see it a certain way, you attack it that way. It just there's just more value in that experience, right? It's going to last longer for you. You're going to have more takeaways, um, and that's man. It, that's what I wanted for all of us, right? Whether you know it was with the camera or you know opportunity for you guys, um, which we'll talk about those two. <laughs> um, yeah, it just the value part of it, man. I, I'm going to try and step away from that a little bit next year and, and really focus on the animal that I want. Right. And not the experience, not taking that hard path. Right. Um, and really focus on just getting the job done with it. I think, I think I'm going to try and talk myself no, down a little bit. <laughs> you well, say that now. There's, you know, there, there's this weird thing, right? There's a weird thing. And, and it's, Okay, so it's like it's like the rag, right? So we're walking up and I'm lead and I look over and I see a group of animals and they're 
literally my 12 o'clock, it's pretty clear. They're about 80 yards away and they're moving to our, call it two or three o'clock. And I see a rag in the back. I, I pop what 20 yards to our nine o'clock, pull out my rake and I start raking a couple cow calls, whatnot. And I don't even know if I cow called. I don't think I did because the animals were pretty silent. And the, the spike stop told Drew, you know, Effers right there. Go get them. Would you move up 30 yards? Yeah. Moved up about 30 yards and I'm waiting to see him knock and draw. And I was uh, because before you took off, you turned around and you were like, knock one. That's right. And honestly, I had no clue why. Cause I didn't see anything. Which I is mean, the oddest thing to me. <laughs> which, which no bullshit. Well, I know why, because I've been thinking about it ever since I watched you. I watched you the whole time and I didn't scan, which is completely my fault, you know? And like, I look back on it and I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? Like I seriously watched you go up 20 yards, take your pack off, pull out the rake and start raking. And then by the time I even saw any movement, they were already gone so i just ran and in context by the time he saw any movement had to be a good 20 to 30 seconds it might have been more than that it was a little bit of time i mean that and so i'm not going to poke fun at that just yet um just yet (laughs) (laughs) but it's that that's part of it right is that experience that's part of the experience i should say right is doing is is thinking about it since you've yeah. been home, right? For three weeks, that'll that'll live in your head until next year, and you'll go, man, what you know, what did I do wrong? But that's part of it. That's those takeaways, man. That's the value in it, right? Hopefully, that doesn't happen again. But you you'll put yourself in a better position next yeah. time when something like that happens, you know, to have the opportunity. Um, it, just seeing all those, and it, it was great. So in that same moment, right, I'm raking, and um, you know, those animals leave. Drew says, you know, hey, they took off. So they're continuing kind of to our 2.30, three o'clock-ish. And uh, standing there looking at uh, the camera with Chris and then. And I'm on a full sprint. Yeah. And, and I'm he's going, you know, he's trying to cut them off. And then I, out of the corner of my eye, I see three heads coming up over the rise. And I see, see, kill him, kill him. And he looks at me and I go, kill him. Three cows right there. And what are they? 12, 14 yards away, max. (laughs) And he knocks an arrow. And instead of. No, 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 no. no, You didn't knock an arrow? I thought you knocked one. No, no, no. What happened was, is I made fun of me for doing this, but I did the microphone turn. I thought you knocked one before that. No, I saw. So I heard you say that. And I, you know, I I don't know. I just, I didn't expect, because, you know, the action was withdrew. So I didn't expect for there to be elk right near us. And I hear you say that. And then that's when I look and I, that's when I was like, holy shit, these things are big. <laughs> and then that's when I reached for my, my quiver. Trying to After the hee hee spit. <laughs> my neck broke. It was so funny. Yeah, he might even moonwalked a little bit. Yeah. I was so surprised at how big those cows were. And you said they were small. Yeah. They They're were like the size of horses. Yeah. No, and they I were small. Like, that's crazy. It was, uh, but again, going back to the experience part of it, right? To see the elation on his face in just seeing them, 
Yeah, because he hadn't seen he them hadn't yet. seen them yet. Like, yeah. I saw the ones the day before. Yeah, and he didn't. No. Yeah, so that was that was pretty freaking cool. Um, you know, like I saw it just and especially them being that close. Oh, dude, oh, they were they were, they were. I don't I don't even know that they were twelve yards away. I'm gonna say they were closer than that because they they were coming up they to were, the rake, yes. literally walking yes, to the rake. Um, yeah. And it, oh. there was like three of them. Though. It was three. Yeah. Two cows, one calf. Oh, that's yeah. What it was. yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they booked it pretty quick and they were those they were skittish, man. I was surprised that uh, how responsive they were to sound. You know, you, you hear that a lot, right? Oh, you can make noise to a point. Um, and we were fairly quiet considering there's eight boots, you know, trekking through the uh, the I brush. Gradually got quieter, though. Yeah, well, we had to because those first few days, but it wasn't, but it wasn't really hindering that, right? It wasn't. We were in them, um, but to see them respond to sound, uh, it's like the the two cows that I don't know, second or third morning we were coming up as we just you know kind of got into the timber, um, you know, we weren't making any noise. They were bedded, yeah, and they were you know, ninety yards, yeah, something like that, yeah, and and they were responding to sound. I mean, it was. Uh, it was something else. Um, that's one of those one of those parts of that pursuit. That's something else, right? It's outside of the sex appeal part. And that was the part that kind of drove me crazy. I don't know if it drove me crazy. It is a little frustrating um, looking for them, right? I mean, it, there's a, you know, you crack off a bugle or something, and cow, a uh, mew, and an elk answers. Okay, they're there. But when they're quiet like they were, most of the time. Well, especially how our introduction to them, you know, we heard those bugles the first day. We, you know, I mean, we were cheering amongst each other, amongst us. Like I, but I told you guys that night, that's the same thing that happened to us last year. Yeah. I mean, almost identical. And, and the only difference last year was down below camp oh, yeah. and it was season, right? This year we were just outside of season. I mean, 50 yards away, he was head on. Oh, he's yeah. freaking head on. He's if, sitting there raking. If season would have been open, he's dead. That bull would have been dead. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was on our level. Yes. At our camp. And didn't have a care in the world. Mm -mm. Like he was bugling. He was raking. He didn't yeah. care. No. And then and then that it just ensued after that. It was interesting to see your frustration though. Like over the course of the time, like, I mean, you'd see all the sign, you know, I started learning what things look like. So I'd see it too. And, you know, you'd get, you see all the, 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 the shit everywhere and the tracks, you know, the game trails, you see, you know, all that. And then we started seeing breaks here and there, but seeing your frustration was like, man, where are they? It, it, it was interesting it, to see you deal with that yourself. The, the hardest part of that. It in retrospect was more because I wanted you guys in them and for you guys to have an opportunity to at least knock one, to draw back on an elk, right. To, to get that, to get to that moment. Um, that was a lot of it. Right. And I didn't, I wasn't, 
in tune with that but you know hindsight being 2020 it's like what is it you know what what was causing me to be so frustrated i you know what i i noticed that and i think you and i both noticed that and at a certain point i think you and i must have i think we talked about this because i didn't care like i'd rather like, dude you get your bull this is why we're here one i, I think that was a big part of it too so I think all of us went in with a little bit of a different goal. Like, ultimately, we had the same goal, right? But I was just happy to be there. I wanted Guy to get his bull. Yeah. He's been he's been trying. He's been, you know, he had his whole Wyoming incident happen. And then last year with the, you know, all the time and effort that they put in last year. And then going into it this year, like, I was like, I want Guy to get his bull. If... If I get an opportunity, fine. But I wanted him to get his bowl, and then I wanted you to get one. I honestly, I didn't give a shit whether I got one or not. It's kind of a weird thing that way, isn't I it? I didn't care either. Yeah, I, didn't care either. I mean, I I cared to a point. You know when I cared? Fifty two point three yards is when I fucking cared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I cared. But but you know, outside of that, he cared a lot. <laughs> and out, but outside of that, it was. It was just let's be in them. You know what I mean? Let's get in them. Let's let's get let's get you an opportunity. Uh, Let's get some cool ass pictures. And you know what I mean? So it's just a weird pursuit, man. Like and I'm in a dilemma with this. Right. Even just like with social media in general and how we display our pursuit as hunters. and, And I'm making a very broad statement. Right. And it's not the demographic at large, or maybe it is right. But, but to find or to place so much value on a grip and grin and to almost, uh, to almost ignore the other aspects of it, right. The, to see lights come on and those learning experiences and those enlightened experiences and the spiritual experiences and the time with yourself and, you know, with the animals and nature and God, um, it's almost like we, we don't, in my head, we don't place enough value on that stuff. And that is where the true value is when you, when you're on the mountain, when you come off the mountain, yeah, you're happy you got meat in the freezer, blah, 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 bullshit. Uh, yeah, that's great icing on the cake. But when you look back at these hunts, you're going to remember, I'm going to remember, you know, see, you know, tearing up because of the cliff moment or looking back and Drew going, fuck, I'm fucking beat dead. You know, I'm fucking hurting. I don't know what I have. And and, and finding out what's left in the tank to keep going, um, you know, Chris coming down the hill, my wife going, Hey, you know, hell yeah, I'll come out and, and watching her for the first time in 20 fucking something years, you know, get out into the woods with me. Um, those are the moments that I think should be highlighted. Not, you know, the grip and grin stuff is great, but fuck who cares. Right. I don't know. I don't, I, there's a, I have an internal, (laughs) you know what, honestly, I, I know what you're saying because I took a shitload of pictures while we were there. I barely posted anything about the trip because after I got back, I was like, "This was for me." Like, but but see, I, I mean, think- granted, for me, I'm not trying to build a platform. I'm just little old me, you know, at barbells and bullets. <laughs> <laughs> Follow me, at. but but 
like oh, after funny. I got back, I just I started thinking about it, and I'm like, you know, I'll post a couple of things here and there, but this trip was for me. Like, but see, I think it's important that 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 part of it is displayed, yeah. right? And I and and that's what I'm saying is is. It's great to have the grip and grins, right? It's great to, you know, share that stuff. Um, it's great to share the rubs and, you know, the trail cam pics and all that. But that is, for the human side of it, that's such a small, minute part yeah. of what we, you know what I mean? Of, yeah. and, and maybe it's just me. Maybe there's only a handful of idiots that don't care about that damn tag at much. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um but the human experience part of that is so much more important than the predatory part of it. You know what? That was that's one thing that was so weird for me going into this because, like, my deer tags here. It pisses me off when I eat those tags. And you eat a lot, of them. and I eat a lot. Of <laughs> I think I think guy says it all the time. Recipe for days. Like yeah. I got tag recipes yeah. forever. Yeah. Tag <laughs> recipe cookbook. Probably one of the most important tags for me that I've ever bought going into this elk season. And I honestly did not give a shit if I filled that tag. It's a weird thing. That's what I'm saying. It's a weird thing. I, as much as I wanted to, I didn't care if I did. I wonder what the difference is, right? Between and I, I, I haven't been able to put my finger on it between deer and elk right there because there's guys that swear by like high country mule deer and things like that and it's a great pursuit right but i man i'm sorry i i can't and i i'm i'm in a dilemma there too is i don't know that i have as much appreciation for that hunt as i do for being in the elk woods pursuing those animals it's a weird thing I can see that. I mean, it's the animals. It's, uh, it, 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 I think because it was so interactive, like it's like you're not just spotting them and trying to make a move, try, trying to make a spot, a, a stock on them. Uh, maybe I'm wrong about how, you know, deer hunting goes, but I'll tell you the, the, the interaction part of it was pretty wide. Like that. The times you were telling me to break is, but you know, remember, yeah, <laughs> he went on his own, and it was you, me, and Chris. And I swear, my adrenaline was pumping, and you, I swear, we were gonna see a big old bull. Isn't it funny, boy? You work up a sweat raking. Oh <laughs> I was ready for it because we were kind of on like a little hill kind of thing. I was waiting for it to crest over. And then that's when you were like, oh, it's a damn moo cow. Yeah. Uh, Breaking those damn moo cows. I, I, what, in, in, but what I'm saying is, is I think that part of it, like you don't get that kind of like interaction with you. I don't think, right? You guys no, I, I think, like yeah, I think that that social part of that animal is what, at least for me, I think that's what triggers it. I'm, I'm not quite freaking sure. I mean, sure. also too, like, I mean, I, I still have yet to see a bull, but. I mean, the cows are huge. I can't imagine how big those bulls are. Hey, that's one thing. That's one thing I got to look forward to next year. Seeing some antlers. <laughs> <laughs> All I saw was asses this year. I, uh, <laughs> I mean, I saw cows, but I, okay. So we're going to talk about it a little bit. I have no idea. I, I haven't the faintest idea. I've replayed that shit over in my head a thousand times. I have no idea how you didn't see that bull. I'm telling you, cause I, I watched you the whole way. 
I never even looked in the woods. I watched you go up to that tree and I watched when I when I and then when you pointed, I looked and by that time all I saw was asses going off, and I just took off on a dead run, like. It was I, that open because I didn't see. Dude, okay, so so that little it looked like an old cut road that we were on. Is mm-hmm. is how it looked to me, right? And then replaying it and looking through, you know, where you walked up, where I that kind of knob. Yeah, so he was up. He was up on a little ridge, and I mean, it was like going to the freaking range and having a bale of hay. 80 yards out. I don't even know if he was 80 yards out, to be honest with you, right? He, he was 50. When you first saw him, he was probably 80. But when you moved was, up, when I moved, when I started moving up, I know exactly where he was standing. He was he was probably about 50 yards, maybe, maybe 45. And broadside, I'm dude, I saw him. I moved up, right? So to our left, about 20 yards. I can still see him. I had eyes on him and I'm raking, wondering why the hell isn't he shooting? What the is he oh, why you expected him to see it and I there was I, I don't understand how he did it. It's like going to the range and going, I'm gonna shoot that bale. That's how wide open it was. So when I when I finally did start moving up, I looked right where I know he was, and I know that's where he was because I watched his ass go, go into the, the and that's when I was like, oh, shit. And I took <laughs> off on the dead run. He was but, a nice, I call him, I, you know, I was, everything was a rag for me, right? Um, except a couple. And he was he was a damn nice rag, dude. Like, I, I even thought to myself, I, <laughs> <laughs> I thought to myself, I was sitting in the Jeep when I went back up the second time after I brought the wife home. And I'm thinking to myself, do I regret not shooting that bull? And I go, no, I regret not putting Caesar on that fucking bull because <laughs> he might have saw him and shot him. <laughs> Mate, I didn't see him, but th- I remember it was you were up front, then he was behind you, and then I was behind him. Mm-hmm. And I, oh, so everybody knows. So I had, so the pecking order, if you will, was I had choice bull, right? So if if something came in, if I didn't want to take it, I have this vision in my head of, of what I want to take. And, and my Wyoming bull is the standard, which was a really, really good five. And that's kind of where I've set my bar. And I don't want to shoot something that I'd be happy, but I, I want, I want to live up to my own standard. Right. Um, so it's, you know, a big five or better. is kind of my stupid rule at this point. Um, so this was, you know, this was a nice, I, I think he was a four by five, but when I saw him, I saw legal and I just booked it up. Right. So I can, so we can get an opportunity. Um, yeah, that was, uh, it's a trip. How, how fast you have to play those things out. Right. I mean, it's split second well, decision and, making. And that's what's crazy to me. And that's what, and I think that's why I've been thinking about it since, since we came back. There's a couple of things I was thinking about. So in those situations, I can't watch you. I need to to scan. The other thing is, and I mean, I didn't even realize I was doing it until you said something. And, and I think Christy even said something to you about it. I was hesitating. I was doing, uh, I was trying to hunt them more like deer because that's all I know. So I'm like, oh shit, I got to be quiet. I got to move slow type of thing not realizing that I can get away with more with elk than I could with these skittish ass blacktails out here. I think you got to, 
you got to see them too, right? Like yeah. you have to, you have to get eyes on them to assess the situation, to make those decisions, right? Because those decisions are made in like blink of an eye. You're bouncing, you're having to bounce all this, you know, process approach and wind and shot placement and, you know, lanes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But you got to get eyes on them first. Yeah. And, and maybe, you know, and maybe that was the mistake, right? Is maybe I pushed you forward too fast thinking that you were just going to see him. And maybe it was, you know, just look right there. Dude, that, that happened honestly, more than once. Honestly, that happened to me too with you. The when, first time we saw those cows. Yeah. When, when you pointed, I thought you were pointing in a completely different direction. Straight ahead, motherfucker. No, no, from, from where I was standing though, it looked like you were pointing. So if, if you were standing facing 12 o'clock, to me, it looked like you were pointing at one o'clock when you were actually pointing at three o'clock. So when I, so when I, so when I looked, so when I looked, I looked one o'clock and I think on my way to one o'clock is when I caught him move. So I hurry up and came back and that's when I saw his ass come out of the clear. But okay. So in that decision for me, right, I'm going to. I would evaluate, okay, where, where was, if I moved up and I, and you saw me move up from point A to point B, my head, right. I'm going to, I'm a shit guide apparently. Um, I'm going to assume that you're going to deduce that, Hey, he was standing here and booked it over there. Right. There's probably something right here. Or am I wrong in that thought? I think you're wrong in that thought think so because like i said i watched you when the bull was over here so i was looking this way and when you pointed it look i don't know it, it from from where i was standing it looked like you pointed in a different direction. i was just going like this yeah but it, it looked different from where i was i thought you were pointing more up toward the plateau and not off. i think this motherfucker was like this cockeyed or something <laughs> hey, you know my eyes that's a that's a big ass look at from one o'clock to three o'clock that's a big ass animal standing in the middle of wide open with with friggin bone on his head I mean, maybe i'm just making excuses at this point i don't know i'm I was, just trying to justify it in my head because in all reality i don't know how i didn't see him i don't either i really don't i noticed that though that you know the the, the there was a lot of that. There was a lot of, uh, you know, fucking elk. And then you're pointing in some sort of direction. And me and got, me, <laughs> he, me, did, he never pointed. He turned around, knock a fucking arrow. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all we would get. Yeah, me and you were like, you see him? I don't see him. Well, but see, I, I, can see, I can see a mosquito from 50 yards away. Yeah. We're in the woods, right? So... And, and that's one of the things I got to slow myself down on. We're walking through, right? And I and I ain't bullshit. Y'all see a chipmunk on a piece of deadfall a hundred yards up, and I'm, you know, I'm trying to catch. I'm trying to see if he has antlers on him. That's funny because I can see a chipmunk a hundred yards up, and I can't, can't see, see a, a giant ass seven hundred pound elk. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't notice that. But then you know, like Would with it, with it, yeah, <laughs> that's like blindfolded. Yeah, that's like blindfolded. <laughs> um. But even Chris had, because, and I think. You got to check your palms, buddy. Yeah, I, I, Chris had pointed out too. She was like, holy, remember when the deer came in and the deer was coming up the bench and I'm like, oh, we're all standing in the same spot just about. And I'm like, oh, look at the fucking deer. But you know what though? You're, see, that's the other part about it is your vantage point was different because I was standing right. When you pointed, I was looking, there was a tree in front of me. 
So that my, my, by, by me saying that, I mean that there are times when you were pointing shit out when I'm not seeing it because there's something obstructing my view that oh, isn't obstructing your view. Right. So then, okay, but if now with the deer, I wouldn't give a shit if you move. If it was elk and you're trying to move around or something. But that's what I was saying to him is is if if I'm standing at point A and you're, you know, point A, point two, right? Just understanding where i'm looking mm -hmm. i just in my head right if, if one of you guys did that like there's deer there i'm going to understand that from your vantage you're seeing something right and i think some of that too is just catching is catching outline or catching and that's what you and i had talked about is you know just catching an ear flicker or things like that right that that key that there's an animal there um you know that odd shape because you see that ass you know sticking out from behind the tree you know, that's funny you say that when when we got in when you first when we got into that whole raghorn situation, I, I had stopped in that area before we actually saw them. And I saw something moving, moving. Uh -huh. And I, I told, I, I told you, I think, and I was, if you did, I don't remember. I, I kind of remember this, this conversation was, this was before like you went up and I saw it. And you know what? I could feel the low rumble of them moving. But I didn't know, and I don't know. Maybe you, did you guys feel that? Or Caesar's a sound guy, so yeah. there, and that's what yeah, and that's one thing we'll point out is that your awareness for that sound, even those those barely audible or low audible sounds, is phenomenal in the woods. Yeah, he was he was catching some stuff. Yeah, I didn't even realize was coming through until he would point it out, and I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Well, I, I felt hear. I felt the low rumble, and out in my head, I was like. I feel I, something. It's something. I don't know what it is, but it's something. And then I I see that that, that movement, that movement. And then the next thing you know, you got. I mean, how many were with the raghorn? For what I, what I saw was I saw four cows before that. See, I saw the ass go out of the clearing, and then I saw three other asses go. Up I think there was more than that. Okay, so yeah. I must have heard that. And I and you know what? And then I realized it was that when the three cows that I spooked away ran off, and I could. You know, you feel it. You feel it. I was like, that's what I was feeling. So later I was like, okay, mental note. Now for the next time, if I feel or hear that, you know, I know potentially what it is. Uh, but, 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 uh, yeah, there was a lot of, you know, the other thing about that though, and what's difficult is that when you start like, and, and I didn't want to over exaggerate, right? When you start, Cause you're saying, oh, you know, the flicker of an ear or some shit like that, right? You just saw that. <laughs> you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, at what point is it? Are you just, you know, triggered by everything? Yeah, I, I, that's. And it's it, like you, then you become the the wolf. Uh, the uh, what is it? The, the boy that cried wolf. Right? No, like, no, no, no. You, you, but see that, and and that could be a detriment. Right. And for me, I don't care if it's a mosquito 40, 40 yards away out of the corner of my eye. If I see something move, I'm looking. I'm going to stop for a second and I'm looking. Right. Period. You know what I mean? Because that think about think about 10 days and how many opportunities presented themselves. Right. So you you might have and you're talking a a, a 10 percent game. Right. Right. right, right. Dude, I don't a chipmunk. Every advantage. Every everything that moves is getting eyes on it right i realized that after towards the end but there was a point when i was kind of being hesitant to even say anything because in my head i'm like well i don't really know what i'm looking for i do sort of for the most part but like i didn't want to just be consistently stopping us and be like i think i see something and then it being nothing and then, you know i didn't want to be that either right 
Yeah, I can see that. I mean, but what do you do, right? I mean, you know, again, a 10% opportunity. A chipmunk a thousand yards away could have been an antler moving over some deadfall. That's true. You know what I mean? And 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 not honing in on that and saying, hey, I think I saw even if it's I think I saw something here. Um you imagine not saying something and you thought you saw something and you get up in a big old six jumps and blows out because you you know what I mean? You're yeah, afraid to cry wolf. Sucks. That's true. That's you know true. what I mean? That that and, and unfortunately that's you know shitty lessons in it, but I mean that's the name of the game. I mean, if you're not learning, what are you doing, right? And, and I'm pretty sure everybody knows this, but this was my first elk hunt. This is Caesar's first elk hunt. Like, I went in expecting to learn shit, whether it was the hard way or the easy way. Or, you Ain't know, no easy however, way in elk woods. However the lessons came, I knew there were going to be lessons. I love this sticker. Isn't that a dope sticker? That publicly challenged that's a pretty dope logo. That is too. I kind of obsess over his logo. That was some random ass shit. Yeah, I know because I have the stickers. <laughs> Shout out to Publicly Challenged, but I have his stickers. He sent me a hat and shirt and logo and or stickers, and I dig that logo a lot. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I don't know. That was a that was a great time in the woods, man. Um, it was it was cool for me watching caesar pick up on stuff like i don't even think he realized he was doing it but there was there was one day where we were walking through actually <clears throat> i don't even want to bring this up but it's the day that you went off on your own after the whole situation after i went off on you guys yeah and me, <laughs> and, and me caesar and christy were on our way back so we were on our way back down away from the plateau and i was following caesar down and I don't even know if you realized you were doing it, but you were pointing stuff out to yourself. No. Like there was freshly broken sticks and you're pointing I saw out that. and, you know, tracks and like, you don't, you didn't even realize you were doing it, but you were actually physically pointing at stuff. And it was cool for me to watch as we, as I followed you down through <laughs> all the stuff that you were realizing and, and you were like, oh shit. Like, were you physically pointing? Was he physically? Yeah, I do that too. I, I, I don't know if do you saw that. that. And yeah. that, that was one thing that, that I kind of realized I was like, oh shit, it's, it's not just, you know, me or you, like he's doing it as a new hunter, like a newer hunter, like to remind himself without even realizing he's reminding himself, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The I, sticks and the, the tracks and the rubs and you know, all that stuff. It was just really cool to watch as we were going back. You know what I noticed? I do a lot outside of pointing at sign to myself is I touch trees. You do do. Yeah, you do. But you know what? I, I didn't realize it until I was there by myself and it's weird. And I saw a couple pictures that Chris took and it's like, I'm having moments. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, Marking but, your territory. but no, it, it was weird because like I would, I would literally, I would touch the tree and I would just, there's moments where I would just have my hand on that tree and I would close my eyes. Right. And I, remember seeing you do that. And I didn't dude, I saw it in, and I don't know how many pictures. And then I realized it when I was there by myself, I'm like, what am I doing here? You know what I mean? Like it was, I, I know exactly what you're doing. It's weird. And I don't even know if you realize you do it, but Chris and Caesar both said something about it. It's, it's all about you taking the, the path of most resistance. So you, <laughs> you constantly keep yourself up against cover. 
I don't even think you realize you do it. Well, you have to. Yeah, I know, but you do it so consistently. I think that's where that tree touching comes in because I don't know if I ever saw you stop without being up against a tree or at least having your hand on the tree or something. Like it was, it it was weird watching it because I'm like, is he doing this for rest or is he doing this for cover or? I think it's a dual thing there though, but I. There's something because I, I caught myself a couple times and I would have my hand on the tree and my eyes would be closed as I'm feeling the texture of the tree. That's your way to be in tune. I think so. It was yeah. it was kind of weird to realize it, but a lot of it has California. Yeah, that's my tree hugger. <laughs> um, but see, but and see, that's now and again I saw you kiss the tree too. I don't think I did that. <laughs> I might have licked on one or two. Um, but that's that that's that weird part of that experience versus the pursuit hunting thing for me you know what i mean like being out there and in tune and like you had said it the night we got there right you're like dude i I feel like there's uh, there's a different you right and and that do that that like stuck with me the whole time like i was thinking about that i was like that's weird you know what do you mean that? I like, well i did it was like well is he calling me an asshole when i'm not in the woods or you know what i mean oh, but <laughs> but it well because i mean i i mean i haven't really known you for that long a year maybe a little more than a year now you know and to see you change into this you know in tune but like really giddy and like oh this is the best thing in the world it was it was actually really nice to see you go i mean we all did in some ways you know what i mean but like you went from one person to another almost by a turn right you know what i mean oh just absolutely he's seen me do he, what did he say <laughs> you know I, I was just about to say it so <laughs> opening weekend of our hazel we pull up to the to the area we were going to hunt and hit the dirt road. <laughs> so so we, we hit the dirt road to go in and we stopped and both of us got out of the truck and we're jumping around like schoolgirls. Yeah. We were like, yes, like it's here. It's finally here. Fucking hunting season. Yeah. Like, yeah, I get it. Dude, we were so stoked on it. And I kind of saw that a little bit when we got up to the mountain in Colorado. Like we, we got out of the truck and I think all of us kind of had that moment when we got out of the truck. We were like. Oh, we're fucking here. Yeah. Like, it's time. Well, he said it where he was like, you drive faster on the damn dirt road than you do on the freeway. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny because through Utah, it's 80 miles per hour is the speed limit. You're doing 65. <laughs> you hit the goddamn divide road. 80 miles an hour. 80 miles per hour on gravel. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Oh, dude. I just, I don't know. that. There ain't nothing like it, man. Nothing like it. There's nothing like being able to, especially there, right? Everything is off. Like there's no cell phone. There's especially like, and I hate to even bring this into the conversation, but you know, the, all this COVID crap and all the political banter and propaganda and all this pandering and bullshit we're exposed to every day. None of that shit exists. And it don't exist there. You know what I mean? Like, man, that's what I miss the most is the, I kept telling my friends, like, it's like, um, like all of what we think is normal, like our, our regular cues, you know what I mean? Like, oh, let me, uh, or whatever, you know, whatever you might think, like all that just goes out the door when you get there. So you bring up something that, that I kind of wanted to chop on a little bit and 
we, you and I have talked, right? And we've we, shit. We talked the entire drive there yes. about about different subjects. And one of the things that I said is is as you progress in this, right? You'll start to reevaluate what you value, value um, even people, right? And and start to question relationships and the things that maybe you know society or parents or whatever it has told us is so important and then you get out there and you're in nature and all that shit just kind of yeah. it slides down that scale really really fast as far as importance yeah, and yeah, yeah. what we value you know what i mean and it just that was one of the things that you know when you had said i think you had said it at some point i think i texted you something yeah when we when i got like back. i see all this differently now yeah it was it was pretty dramatic for me to like the change and just like i mean the day that we got back literally because we got I, back i, I want to say you i want to say you texted us and said something about like everything's so vanilla now or something something to that effect yeah, yeah, yeah I did i'm, say something I'm gonna like try that. and find it because it was it was definitely it was definitely i mean i still feel the same but it was more intense when we first got back because you know you get into you know you're up there and you're i mean towards the end of it actually that's exactly what you said everything seems so vanilla now oh yeah 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 and i i stand by that because you know like you're up there like i felt like what we were going through up there was like real i felt like our relationships or our relationship up there was real not that it's fake here but like like if i felt a certain way i could say it and i didn't feel judged by it and it was just like none of anything mattered except for the three of us i mean towards the end chris wasn't there anymore so it was the three of us and 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 the mission and the mission right yeah. and like and so so it just kind of everything boiling down to that and then you know you get back and then and then the struggle behind it for me personally like a lot of the the mental struggle behind it and then uh you know coming back and then all of a sudden it's just like how how much of that mental struggle and it, we've kind of talked about this as well but how much of that mental struggle and i, I hate to keep saying new hunter um but you know that's the that's best way to is. describe it right now right how much of that mental struggle is you realizing these things are less valuable than you thought and the chasing hunting or this pursuit and this lifestyle is changing your way of thinking and is that a good or bad thing in your view i mean it's comp it's definitely changed uh like what i think it's changed like my perspective as in i appreciate i feel like i appreciate things a little bit more now you know like i uh, i smell the roses sort of speak mm -hmm. right it's like um i almost want everyone to experience it you know i know it's not going to happen especially here but like it's it's uh it, it made a big impact on who i am and what i want to continue to do and it had done so i mean when i went deer hunting and you know all that stuff but this is just like on a whole other level right because it you know going out there for 10 days i mean 10 days is 10 days you know still like, need enough time it's not enough time to be in the woods pursuing elk it's like not that. a it's not enough time just to be in the woods you don't even have to be on a pursuit like give me give me a freaking wall tent in the woods for two months out of the year I, oh, yeah, yeah. you know but I i'll mean, take like, it full time 
for someone like me personally, I had only been camping before this like twice. So to go straight from that into this fucking 10 day fiasco with the two of you guys. Fiasco. You know what I mean? Like, especially towards the end when it started snowing. You know what? And, and honestly, that's one of the things that I kind of like you don't you don't go you don't go past elk to to find elk and all that stuff but i wish we would have like packed in for a couple days that's one of the parts that i missed on this trip because that's what i had in my head right that we were gonna do but the elk were where we were so like there was no point in doing that but i still kind of wish we would have for a day or two at least just to do it but it is what it is at this point. There's so time for that. I'm sorry to cut you off while we're. <laughs> so we had a little. I don't, want to get it. I don't want it to be any more late than it. Yeah, we had a little Copenhagen experience on the woods, and uh, we had some gagging and almost puke and some dry heaving. But there's a can right there, there buddy. <laughs> so he he, he wants another shot at it. <laughs> don't open it like that. You're gonna spill all my cope out. It's baby proof, man. You gotta pack it first. I'm gonna teach you. I teach you right. <laughs> <laughs> this time I'm actually gonna hold it. In. You, you say that now. How much do I take? It's, it's much. Oh, more. Than, yeah, there you go. Is that a lot? No, not at all. Are you Dude, sure? That's a little baby pinch. That's enough for me. Dude, you should do a full stadium. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! It feels last time I could feel myself swallowing it, and I didn't want to do that. You got your bottle right there. <laughs> all right sorry drew <laughs> You're good. watch this play out <laughs> so i mean i i, I kind of feel like i wish we would have done that but but with the elk being right outside of camp there was no point in doing that yeah. and there's always time for that so it's like whatever but that's the only thing while well, that and the time we spent in camp trying to save the tarps i kind of wish we would have just took the damn tarps down and went and hunted. <laughs> I, I don't know. Miserable though. Yeah. It would have been miserable. That would have been, been a I mean, muddy mess. Yeah, that was. Uh, so, all right. So we'll rewind and and talk about that a little bit. So we, I don't know. We, the hunt started off at ninety three degrees. Right. I mean, it was. Yeah, it was. It was hot. I think it was day four. Um, that was the Grand Junction fire, which we were calling it. Uh, uh, the cope is going and. Uh, that smoke, yeah, yeah, it'll burn a little bit. Uh, is this the one that has fiberglass in it? No. Oh Jesus. Um, you'll get used to it. <laughs> Just put it in your mouth and shut up. The uh, <laughs> so you know the the war- the storm warning was you know storm from Canada coming in blah blah blah. So that fire that was up in Grand Junction, all the smoke rolled in on us. Right. I mean, we got hit. We woke up the next morning and I mean, we were, what do you think you could see? 200 yards. If that, um, top of your lungs were burning. Um, you know, I'm sleeping in a hammock. Um, and I wake up to like, um, and that was, yeah, that was rough. So, we actually tried to go out that day. Um, we, we hunted we the whole out, morning. We? The, we hunted until until the lungs like burned. Yeah, until the lungs burned. Till it was just it was just bad. It was I stupid. Think we went out later than that. I don't know that we did. No, I thought it, it was it was. It was, it was we got back to camp about three, and then we didn't go out for the. Afternoon. Yeah, I mean it was just hard. That was horrible. Yeah, that was, was that was nasty. Um, and then you know that night, 
Pungan camp smoke had cleared up. I don't know, 10, 11 o'clock. And, you know, we're all excited. Smoke's gone. And we wake up the next morning to like eight or nine inches of. Uh... No, 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 no. What happened was, no, the smoke cleared. But then that morning is when it started to get cold. It snowed. We woke up to snow. No, no, no. no, no it was no, the, 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 the two smoke. days. After. It was after that. Yeah. Are you serious? We went out the next day yes. and we realized that the elk ghosted with the smoke. Yeah. And that was the day that I came back to camp because it started yeah. snowing when I was hiking back up to camp yeah. on my own. It started snowing that afternoon. Oh, you know what? Fuck. Yeah. And it's it all the blood. 20 something days. It was days. just barely dusting because that's when you and I were coming down through. We threw the pack flies on. Mm-hmm. And I think we stopped and took a video in that Aspen Grove. Mm-hmm. And then right, we I'm made our way back to camp. No, 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 I'll hold it in. I'm holding it. <laughs> you only made it like two minutes. I was timing you. I can fucking feel it. And then <laughs> the following morning, we woke up and there was. Yeah, that uh, was. You say morning. eight or nine. I think they said 15 inches. I think that? we ended up with 15 at the highest. Some of it melted off and then kept going again <laughs> three days well, the, the thing about it is because i kept checking uh, you know i can't do this <laughs> <laughs> hey you lasted longer I can, than I you did I, I feel myself i could feel the tobacco like oh shit going into my veins <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean maybe a little less next time but holy hell <clears throat> no because uh whew. and you guys just how do you guys do this we're men. <laughs> <laughs> this makes smoking cigars look like a fucking cakewalk. Um, yeah, so I got it all twisted then. But you know what's funny is there, I was, you know, kind of prepping for this and trying to refresh the memory. And uh, man, after so many days in the woods, some of that shit just melts Blurred. together. Well, yeah. I actually had it mixed up too. I was thinking we woke up the morning after the smoke to snow. Yeah. But I forgot we had gone out. That's the day he went back to camp. Yeah. And you it, and it I stayed cold in the woods. that morning. It was getting. <clears throat> That's right. Because we were walking. That's yeah, right. It, so it went from 93 degrees the first two days we were there to 28. And no, I got lower. Wow. It was 23 at the lowest. Was it 23? Yeah. Yeah. It was 23 oh, at the lowest. It was 23 at the lowest. That last night, I, I, I was feeling very cold. I could feel that. Oh, I, the night before we went to Montreux? Yeah. No, no. Uh, yes. Yes. The night that we woke up, started packing our shit. I could feel the ground sucking the heat out of my body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty, pretty. I mean, you know, you learn a lot, right? That's a. So tent or hammock. I'm a, you know what? I'm sorry, but I'm ten. I'm sorry. Like it's just ten. I can't do the hammock. I can't. I'm, I'm hammock, but my sleeping bag pissed me off, and I just couldn't deal with it. I I was just having too many problems with my sleeping bag. As much as I wanted to sleep in my hammock, I had to tent. Yeah, that hammock, man. I didn't sleep when I the night that I slept in the tent um, because of the snow and and the shelter situation that we that we devised there. Um, yeah, I'm hammock all the way. Well, it didn't help your pad kill. Well, it was it was fine, you know, because it would it would do it over the entire night, yeah. right? But it it wasn't even that. It's just comfort wise, man. That hammock, I just can't beat it. No, dude. I completely agree. If if I could have got my sleeping bag to cooperate, I would have hammocked the whole time. Maybe maybe <clears throat> the way my hammock was set up just didn't work out. But that one night that I, I mean, it didn't help that like you know we heard some freaking. I think that's what it it was the mental part of it more than yeah. anything. I think that's just my opinion yeah. of it. 
things that go bump in the night. Well, no, what are you talking about? There was something that. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? We talked about that too, though. So. Little kangaroo mice. So, no, it was a no, no way. I'm standing by. I'm, no, I'm 100% standing by that a bear came into our camp. We saw no prints. No, I didn't really. No, I no, no I looked. I didn't no, see I any looked. prints. I did not I heard, see any prints. I heard it. And heard and Chris it. was awake the whole night. Yeah, I heard it. It was Chris. <laughs> well, it made that sound then. I, I, <laughs> you'd be more worried about chupacabra than a uh, than a bear. Um, I think it's a moo cow on the road below us. I think us. so too. Honestly, you think so? Yeah. yeah. So, <clears throat> God damn it! I've been telling everybody it was a bear. It sounds better. Keep it. <laughs> your, 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 your friends ain't gonna listen. listen. <laughs> well, because you know what it was is because I kept you know the story was in the back of my head of him of when you guys went up to wherever the you guys went up to. Oh, when we went up to. Central Cal. Yeah. So, so, so quickly describe the story. <laughs> so we were tent camping in another zone in California. And the bear brushing a tent story. No, no, no. Yeah, no. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm in one tent. Guys in another tent. Me and guy both snore like fucking bears. So fart too. <laughs> I keep hearing something in the camp. <laughs> I think it's guy snoring in his tent. And then I hear guy sit up and rack his Glock. And I'm like, oh shit, it's not guy in his tent. It's a fucking bear. Against you know, my mattress. Against my mattress. <laughs> not just against the tent, against the mattress. So, so this so this story was in the back of my head. So when I first heard whatever the hell I heard. It sounded like what he had described. And I was like, okay, relax. It's probably just, it's probably just you know, <laughs> guy snoring because you were right next to me. So I waited to hear both of you snore. So I heard him. I was like, okay, I hear Drew. He's behind me. And I hear guy. All right, cool. And then I hear that sound again. The, this is the first person in history that's gotten comfort yeah, <laughs> and two grown ass men snoring around. I was, <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Because <laughs> oh, that's man. all I can think about the story. Because you made the sound, like the sound that you made was exactly what I heard. And then you wake up, you know, the next morning and then Chris is like, there was some in our camp. But you know what, though? I think whatever fell over, because something had fallen over, I think that spooked whatever was there. It, even if it was a moon cow. But do you remember? I'm, I'm telling you, so... I think guys right though. I think what you heard was a moo cow down on that road, down the road behind camp, because I looked all through that area and there was not a. Well, we saw moo cow prints on that road too. Yeah. Well, for about an hour, I was in the fetal position, (laughs) (laughs) sucking his my in the in the hammock. Scared to look over the side. I could picture it. Wondering what the hell am I doing here? I I wish I would have been up when Chris was like, good morning. I haven't slept for 10 minutes. (laughs) You know, know, the only thing that was keeping me from actually like full bone, like, there's a bear, was, all right, these two dudes still sleep. I would have never even heard the bear, dude. When I hit that hammock, that's all she wrote. Oh, I was out. I didn't hear I have no control over anything. I mean, after about an hour, I fell asleep and, you know, whatever. But yeah, I was pretty scared. That was probably the most terrified i've ever been because i thought i in my head i thought it was a bear and i thought it was like right there 
<laughs> it's a and floating. You, and you just look like a floating burrito. Yeah, a floating Caesar taquito or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why does it have to be a taquito? <laughs> <laughs> a, 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 a Caesar roll. A Caesar roll. I w- couldn't call it something powerful like a dragon roll. He's sitting there in a fetal position, <laughs> <laughs> scared to look out of the hammock. Yeah, like a Hello Kitty roll. So, what I was going to say before that, though, was I mean, just look at that. So, even if it was a bear. I would keep it in your head that it was a bear. I'm standing by that story. Because, okay, so now you slept in a hammock. You had a bear come through camp and it didn't, didn't do anything. Well, touch you. Yeah, so towards the end, I mean, to start off, I was fucking terrified of running into a bear. But towards the end of it, I kind of realized that. And I was just like, all right, I, I kind of got over, not over, but definitely was more comfortable with that idea, right? So. Because at the later nights, I didn't give a shit. Like, I mean, I was sleeping in the tent, but. Yeah, well, you never, I was going to say you never busted back out to the hammock. There's just something for me about being in that hammock, laying there, looking up, and seeing gazillion stars. That is very nice. You know what I mean? It's like, damn, I'm in the Milky Way right here, you know? For me, though, I still have to take off my contacts. I need, like, an area where I can do, like,. His makeup. My, <laughs> I got to put on my, you know, my bait, my uh, sleeping lotion. <laughs> I have to, Night cream. Night all, of, cream. all of his Metro stuff. <laughs> exactly. So, like I said, I, I wish I would have slept in the hammock more. But that sleeping bag was pissing me off so bad. I don't even know if my hammock even came up to my chest most of those nights. What do you mean? I would just put it to like, like my waist. Back. Yeah, I just put it to my oh, waist. I'd get in the hammock and man, it was just it's just next level comfort to me. I man, I I don't know. I mean, I love my bag. It's just not good for sleeping in that hammock. It I mean, it's so hard when you're as big as I am. That's true. To to zip yourself up into a bag like that though. That, and you know what? That's a wide bag too. Yeah. And it's still almost too small. Were you standing up in the bag, zipping it, and then getting in the hammock, or were you trying to do it so in the hammock? I was I was standing up in the bag. I would put the the hood head portion over my head, and I would zip it up enough where I could still put my arms out, spread my hammock, sit down in it, and then turn. But then once I was in the hammock, I was sliding down, and I couldn't get my bag zipped. And it was just so, like, and then... Like I said, I love my bag. I have the Nemo Forte 20. Great bag. Why the fuck would you not put an anti-snag zipper on that bag? Yeah. Because you have, That's to, because you have to pay for the disco, <laughs> which is $100 more to get the anti-snag. And I, I guess for, for somebody not my size, it probably wouldn't be that big of an issue because they have room to move in. But didn't you buy a bag, a wide bag? I did. Uh, right. I bought a wide bag. It was the biggest bag I could find that wasn't too bulky to backpack. See, that's the give and take. Right? But it's still... I st- I have room in it. Like, if I'm just laying flat, I have room in it to move around. But in that hammock, it kind of, like, cinched up on me a little bit because I was sliding in it. So I wasn't able to. That's get you should get the sleeping bag he got from Outdoor Vitals. Yeah, so I could slip it over the hammock instead. I didn't actually didn't like that. No, no, I and, and maybe because I didn't spend the time to do it the right way or watch. The, I I don't like those YouTube videos and all that crap. But, um, I yeah, it it, it was cool. Like in theory, um, 
and and maybe I will figure it out to see if that's a, a better deal. Um, but man, that bag is outdoor vitals hit I a think, home run with that bag, dude. I think for me, uh, I think for me being as big as I am, trying to zip up in that hammock, and granted, my hammock could be a little bit bigger for me too. Um, if if I had a bag that slipped over my hammock, I think it might have been a little bit better for me. So I, I'm actually going to look into that and maybe try it out. I that it, just as a bag. I mean, forget about the the mummy pod part of it or the whatever the heck it's called. Um, Do that bag is the the weight on it, the warmth on it. it How much does it weigh? Little than nothing. It's something like two point something pounds or something oh, like yeah. that. I mean, that bag was the that's, size. That's a little bit heavier. I, <clears throat> I want to say mine is one pound, 13 ounces. It might. I, the problem. I don't think yours is. The problem with me, like I don't do all that weight checking. See me neither. I just remember what the tag said on. Mine. Yeah. Until you got a backpack for 10 days though. I, but I didn't. I, <sighs> I was going for space when we were getting ready for this. Oh, I was more going say. for space. Yeah. The only thing I was concerned with on weight was my food. food yeah. Because my food got freaking heavy because i got too far into i need this many calories mm-hmm. right because you're like a neanderthal so you need like <laughs> you know, seven thousand calories it uh that bag is phenomenal i mean i was i was comfortable in that bag and i'm telling you and i had my puffy too so i mean that was that was a concession for not you know zipping that bag all the way up even when it got really cold i, I don't think i ever zipped that bag there wasn't Fully. a single night that I got cold. That's so crazy. My experience is very different than you guys's. But I mean, in all reality, though, I am a hot ass sleeper. Yeah. Like, I don't even know why I have blankets on my side of the bed because <laughs> I don't use them. I don't even use a sheet at home. Oh, shit. Because I can't. I just I sweat. That's Are just... you a hot sleeper? I mean, you have to be. No, I don't think I am. I mean, if it's hot, I'm hot, but like I, for more out there, like I enjoy, it's sort of like my fondling the trees. I enjoy the element part of it, right? Like, you know, fuck, it's cold. You know what I mean? I don't want to say, let me brave the cold. I ain't a damn fool. Um, I want to be comfortable, but I don't mind those parts of it. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's another part of it for me too. I actually like the cold more than I like the heat. Like the first couple of days we were there when it was 93 degrees, was pretty- I was freaking miserable because I had enough of that shit with our A-Zone hunt here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still having heat issues from our A-Zone hunt. Like, I yeah. prefer colder weather. It's definitely, yeah, it's definitely nice to be in that, I'm going to say that, you know, high 30 to low 60 range on a hunt. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's definitely preferable. Um, I mean, we're on the topic, so gear, man. Um what sucked what sucked it's easy to rant about something right it's those you know i we talk about gear all the time and we have our preferences and all this shit but you know and it's subjective as all hell but what sucked for you you know so one of the things that i know you gave me a lot of shit for not a lot of shit but like you know it's one of those things where we've talked about because I knew and I've never done anything like this, I, I watched a lot of those uh, gear dump videos or whatever. And you know what? In hindsight, I'm glad I did. Because in doing so, I was able to get 
the shit that I needed and actually like used like the right stuff. And I only had a few nights where I was cold, but fortunately because of those gear death videos, I bought certain things. Like I bought a liner, right? Had I not watched one of those gear death videos, I probably wouldn't have taken one. And then I really would have been fucked. Right. So like for me personally, I think that prepping the way that I did really was uh, 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 like a home run, right? I, because I, I mean, it would have been. It was four years of prepping. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, kind of along the same lines is what he's saying. I think I prepared for this well enough. Where I don't think I had one piece of gear that sucked. The Sitka Silk boxers. Yeah, you said you didn't, didn't like those. Work out for me, but I think it's because they're one size too big. If they were, can't fill them up. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. I could tell. But those your ones. T-shirt screen, but I, <laughs> I knew it was coming. These are about to fucking rip open on this one. But I bought them, and this was stupid me. I bought those ones because they were on sale, and that was the only size they had. I'm glad I didn't do that. Like and that now. was just stupid me because I panicked and I was like, I need another set of like odor fighting mm-hmm. boxers. So I bought them. You should have got the smart <laughs> and ones. The, and they were one size. I, but at that point, I had so much money tied up. Like I was trying to. Yeah. I was trying to. <laughs> I was trying to cheap out. On It'll break your wallet off. <laughs> so. So I just bought what I felt like I could afford at the time. Right. right, right. Not giving a shit about the size. But that size made a huge difference. If they would have been one size smaller, they probably would have been okay. I think too. I mean, that's a risk, right? When we talk about like size of gear, especially like base layers and and uh, and underwear and shit. You know, you get a a leg crinkling up. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you might rub that gooch raw. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? So that outside of that, I mean, there's a risk there. Um, you know, it's like socks, you know, you get a pair of socks and you know that your your heel is coming up, you know, past your heels up on your Achilles. Oh, yeah. Right. And I mean, you're t- there's a hot spot right there just waiting to happen, man. Um, so that's so a my risk. The issue with those Sitka Silk <laughs> was being that they were so big, there was like open space and it was causing me to sweat more. And that's what I was worried about. I was worried that it was going to start like chafing issues or whatever. Right. So I only wore them that one day and then Never I just them. started cycling my, my, uh, Merinos oh. because I was like, I can't like, there's no way I can wear these and be comfortable doing it. But you the know, rest I, of my gear, I didn't have anything that sucked. Yeah. I don't think I had anything that sucked except, and I don't think that it sucked. I think it's just in combination with the pack the straps on my uh oh, the vinyl harness, the vinyl harness. Mm-hmm. and they sell like a, a more a wider strap i might have to buy that but like that was the only thing because the pack was weighing the pack was pulling on the vinyl harness straps and it was really causing me some shoulder issues both of us were having that issue, yeah you know um, and but mine wasn't just my vinyl harness and i realized that after we left i had the the suspenders for the Sitka mountain pants on oh, or yeah. for the Timberline pants. <clears throat> so they were completely maxed out, but they were still snug up against me. 
And then my bino harness strap was sitting on top of that. And then my pack strap was sitting on top of that. So I started getting like some, some trap fatigue. And I think that's kind of what you were getting too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it was my left shoulder. And then I had to even out the, the, the weight dispersion. Cause I guess it was, you know, when you just have your bino harness on and you can't really tell mm-hmm. if one side is taking more weight than the other. But when you have something else pulling down on your bino harness, then that's when you really know. Yeah. I like those non-intrusive straps. I was, I was actually really happy with that Sitka, it's, it's down there. The Sitka mountain harness this year. Um, because those straps, I mean, what are they? One inch straps. I mean, they're super thin. That thing is pretty comfortable. I was a little concerned with when you look at it, it looks bulky. It looks like a lot of shit there. Um, but I was really happy with it. I mean, it's, you know, talk about have anything that you didn't like fit and function. Um, I kind of did the same thing as drew. Um, I needed some more some more undergarments so i went and i bought the uh the rei brand um underwear and i wasn't i wasn't thoroughly impressed but they're super comfortable like everyday use i could wear them in the woods nah what what i ended up doing was wearing the wooroo wool bases and uh dude i there's there a lot of stuff i could ran on i wrote some of that stuff down but and there and the I gave Drew some of it too, was some of the uh the blister preventer. Yeah, which I had some in my pack, but yours was more accessible. Um, but that woo those base layers, man, I you know, like I was wearing grid fleece before, and then I have some other bases. Um and, and what happens is they'll overuse a few days, they'll start to stretch and you know, you get these little creasy pockets and that woo stuff never lost its shape. Um I mean, it was like he needs he needs to make yeah. I definitely gonna talk to him that because I'll buy those for every day. Okay, swamp ass is a real thing. Yeah, when it's 93, 70, 80 something, and you're doing miles and you're you know doing that terrain. Um, swamp ass is real. Yeah. <laughs> that woo wool swamp ass didn't exist in the woo wool. <laughs> you know what I mean? It may have, have existed on me. It didn't exist in that woo wool. But the stuff that stuff never. I mean, even the the top on that uh, on that tech base, it never lost its shape. I mean, it was dude. When I got home, I didn't wash it on purpose, right? When when I brought the wife home knowing that I was going to go back up. Like I wanted to give that stuff the run, right? So it sat in the back of the Jeep, sweated on and elements and everything else um, until I went back. Matter of fact, I don't even know if I've washed it yet. Um, I better wash it before my trip Thursday. Um, that stuff never, I. you want to talk about beyond impressed with something. And then that, the blister wool. Oh, that dude, that should save me. So we all had the same boots on for the, for all intents and purposes. I think we're all in smart wool socks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't care what boots you had, the Hoffman boots. So, so we're all wearing the Explorer eight inch uninsulated and I've run a shit ton of boots. And I mean, I don't know that they would have to fall off the face of the earth that many days, that many hours, that many miles, straight through and i never had not one issue with my foot except when i ate shit i did something to my toe it's still screwed up yeah it's like which one of the few times you ate shit i ate shit twice cocksucker when you went back to camp and it was just me and him 
that was I almost thought the trip was over for him. Oh, I, I ate shit. Yeah, I oh, ate right, shit, right, right. but I ate shit twice hard. Um, that that first time when we were down in that bottom, I don't know what I did to my toe. To it's still jacked up. It still hurts. It's either I fractured it, something. That little piggy's not going to the market. It, it ain't. Yeah, it's jacked. <laughs> like it. Like if I touch it the wrong way or move my foot the wrong way, and and I felt it the whole time. And the only saving grace was when I wrapped. And that's not even what that blister wool's for. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrapped it around my toe and then put my sock on. That was the only thing that gave me relief. So I ended up doing that almost every day after that. Well, I mean, that that blister relief wool. So, I mean, I've had this issue with every boot that I've ever worn. And I don't even think it's so much the boot. I think it's just the shape of my feet. So right where the top of my foot and my ankle come together i always get a blister right there on both feet i put that that blister prevention wool in there from from wooru and i didn't have a problem the whole time we were there i had it the first day before i put it in and then after that i was good didn't have an issue yeah i was i was worried about blisters over the course of the 10 days and i didn't get not one that one. I was very, very impressed by the boots. Those boots are amazing, man. Um, I, I mean, if you think about what we were in, we were in 93 degrees. We were in sleet. We were in rain. We are in snow. Oh, yeah. My oh. foot, outside of sweating a little bit, my feet never got wet. Um, I didn't have any issues with my feet outside of jacking my toe up. And, hey, shout out to Smart Wool, too. <laughs> Dude, I changed my socks twice. The whole, time, the whole time we were there, the first pair of socks that I wore, I had on for the first four and a half days, and they smelled like new socks when I took them off. Like, no bullshit. Uh, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. There was no foot odor to those socks whatsoever. I, I Man, I got to stand by those socks. I've been hollering about smart wool socks for a long that's time. That's how I felt about the underwear, because I wore the underwear after oh, yeah. after three days. You know, I wanted to see how stanky they were. They literally smelled new too. Yeah. I probably didn't need to take as many as I did. I probably could have done the whole thing with two of them. That's a scary thought. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny as I thought, like, why do I even wear multiple pairs of underwear? I should just wear the same pair like twice in like normal life. Yeah. Smart wool it. Probably not. Hey. Because <laughs> swamp ass is I, a real thing. I, I, <laughs> all I know is my Timberline pants still smell like cow shit. Oh, yeah. oh gosh. Well, that was that. the story. <laughs> that and, was the and story. I'm standing behind <laughs> yeah, right. that it was where we were sitting. You're standing behind everybody when you smell that way. <laughs> <laughs> because my base layers didn't stink. It was only those pants, and I think it had it, something to do. Like, listen, I I have I have workout shorts where my underwear don't stink, but the workout shorts stink. I mean, it could it it, it could be, but swamp ass is a real thing. But I really think it has something to do on those timber lines. It's got the water. Damn it! I keep hitting that mic stand. It uh, it's got the waterproof seat and the waterproof knees. I really think it had something to do with that that waterproof section of the pants. <clears throat> it could. I'll I'll let you sniff the ass of mine and you tell me. <laughs> well, and the reason I say that is because our A zone spot that we go to, there's a lot of cows there. We're sitting in the same type of areas, all that stuff. And I wear oh shit, what pants do I have? It's not the it's not the Timberlines. It's the 
I think it's the apex. Oh, the apex. I think it might be the apex or the ascent pants. Mm-hmm. I've never had a problem with those smelling like that. And I know I sweat way more right. there than we do. Wasn't there a moment where one of you two looked at something, my ass or something? Remember? I think whoa, whoa, whoa. Where are you, where where are you going I asked this? you to look. I was like, hey, I need to you to check. <laughs> wasn't me, brother. <laughs> if it was, I won't admit it here. <laughs> I check no ass. I don't know what you're trying to get at right now, but. Uh... Yeah, I, yeah, it was something. I think I asked you if my ass was wet or something like that. <laughs> I, sat on- <laughs> I don't know. You might want to look at the picture I post while you make those claims. <laughs> hey, all right. So back. So let's talk with some more gear. Um, I, you know, it's funny is, it, you know, we talk gear, but mountain meals in, in my head kind of fall into that. And I was laughing with Andrew, uh, Sasquatch fuel, Andrew, when, uh, at some point we had communicated when I got back and, uh, I was telling him the only regret that I had with, with the food was that I didn't mix it up. Right. Cause I have, I have my flavors and, uh, man, we were horse trading beef stroganoff or Mac and cheese and spaghetti. Hey, that Mac and cheese is the shit. <laughs> That's really good. That okay, I'm biased, right? I, I'm I'm a bit biased when it comes to Sasquatch fuel. Part of that is Andrew's just a great dude, and the other part of it is his mission in in conservation and trying to better the outdoors, um, or that experience for everyone, and, and just the attempt to do something more. Um, but man, you want to talk about grubbing, dude? Dude, I'm telling like that that Southwest mac and cheese, dude. I'll eat that shit at home, bro. Like. I know you like the spaghetti. Man, I love that more spaghetti. than the mac and cheese. The mac and cheese for me was the shit. Everybody liked it more. Every all, the three of you guys liked it. When when the wife came up, she liked it more. And I'm like, you guys are crazy. Nah, <laughs> they're going in on this. Right and now. And, yeah. and the funny part about it is, I'm not a mac and cheese guy. Yeah, that, that mac and cheese is good. So you got the the spaghetti. You cut that Lanyager up. Drop that in there. Oh yeah, the spaghetti's good. Don't get me wrong, the spaghetti's good, dude. But you know what was a was a kicker in everything, right? Because that many days on the mountain, you start to go crazy with this, and it's weird, right? How much you look to the food for like that relief. Mm-hmm. Um, so like we made the town run, right? Right, grabbing top ramen just to break it up. Oh yeah. Um, I, I didn't have an issue with. With the I mean, you two did. Well, I you did. took a lot. You had a lot of variety. Well, we had two, though. I knew, uh, you know, yes, I did have yeah. a lot of, well, dinner variety. Everything else is pretty, pretty the same. The what I was gonna say is the one thing that 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 little freaking shaker of red eye hog. That shit's good, dude. Like I don't know how that dude isn't blowing up. Or how that stuff isn't, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that has to be. There's no way that I can I can go out and not have that in my pack. I mean, I make I always even when I'm like doing meats and stuff at home, I make my own spice spice blends. But that red eye hog, yeah, it was good. I Man. had my own little spice blend, and I'm like, hey, let me get that, that red eye hog. Let me get some of that red eye. Man, that stuff is good. You know what I learned food wise? Uh, I am not. Next time, if I do a trip like this, I'm not taking that many things that have peanuts in it. Because I think that that was really difficult. Like, towards the end, it was kind of like something like, you know what I mean? Break the the nut. Well, that yeah, the monotony of it. And that's what I was saying with Andrew. Like, I'm going to have to stroke and do all the, you know, get some more variety in there. Um, Because having the same thing is right. I still want to try the cactus bowl. 
the cactus bowl is really good man that's the one that i didn't get to try you know what i think too is having like a actual food like the quesadilla with the salami dude that that looked like money i was so jealous every time you pull one of those out every time like that eating the bars is like sucky but then getting to that dinner or not dinner sorry lunch like was like like just that was such a, like oh food dude, right food, you know? i mean shit i had pancakes and everything else in my pack because i bought those little pancakes mm-hmm. from costco and that was awesome it was great with the like the different types of peanut butter and stuff that i had but every time this motherfucker would pull out one of those salami and cheese quesadillas i was like oh i'm gonna jack in for well, the quesadilla you know it looked really good but i learned my lesson when i did the bagels last year yeah but you fucked up you used bagels you should use a tortilla true hispanic <laughs> but i think he's right because the bagels are so dense and yeah. the tortilla is not so well it was a it was a, a a caloric thing yeah right i mean that was how many calories are a bagel oh dude they uh, bagels uh, are dense yes are they, yeah. they got to be in the six seven hundred range oh, yeah, yeah bagels are up the there yeah, yeah. Like that, like the, 140 calories yeah the, the bagels are up there the problem was for me and it was kind of the same thing laughing with andrew you know is the variety yeah you can only eat the same thing i started mixing actually i found a really good combination and, and i ate it the last day and it was fucking amazing, amazing right is the nature's bakery fig bar doesn't matter the flavor i prefer the raspberry with a take a piece of yak snack break it the same length as the fig bar Which? and then drizzle one the honey snack? on it oh, the one yak snack will last a pack of fig bars and then you drizzle honey on it Dude. The only thing I didn't do was the honey. Oh. Like just mixing the the yak snack with the the fig bar. I mean, those fig bars. That's the one thing that I didn't get sick of. Right. Because I I still eat those every day. Yeah. Like just because they're good. <clears throat> but Caesar's taking a pee pee break. I'm sorry. Damn, you're just gonna mess up everything no, 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 we got no, no, going. No, I can get out. I can get out. Um, but the fig bar was by far the one thing that I didn't get sick of because I'm still eating them every day. I had two of them today. That Noka thing you had look really good. Every time you suck on those things. <laughs> it's a smoothie. <laughs> it's a twist top smoothie. Those were actually really good. And, yeah, every and time you did. Yeah. Your look on your face. Oh, dude, they were so good. It was peanut butter, chocolate, banana smoothie when you, in a twist top I pack. That one, I didn't like it. No? I didn't like the banana flavor in it. It was, uh, those were good. Yeah. Hey, let's, let's talk about the. Let's, let's talk about the F-bombs. How you like the F-bombs? Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> how any how any man can open a pack of that shit, have it drizzle out, and still consume it is beyond me. When that shit hit See, my... Didn't have a problem when that it. shit hit my finger and I saw it... <laughs> Uh, all right, I, I'm probably the most Im- immature forty mid forties guy there is. I don't know. That shit looked, dude. I gagged when it hit my finger. <laughs> you saw my reaction, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I could. I, so so as days progressed, I got tired of carrying certain things, right? So I would I would start cutting stuff out of the pack and just deal with it. And uh, that particular day, I think I started restocking my food for whatever reason i stopped i didn't put my food in my bag so i was lacking and uh she handed me that f-bomb thing and uh, no way there's there's absolutely no way 
there's no, I, I don't care if if you told me that a thing had a thousand calories and every vitamin, mineral and blah, blah, blah that I need for a day. The texture and the color. And, I think oh, the color hell no. did it for you because it was hell, like Damien Nutt or something. Hell, it was definitely nut. nut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That the was look disgusting. on your face when you opened that. Oh, pack. man. Oh, my God. I. I thought I was gonna die. I, I honestly, I see though if you go somewhere and I see those, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch who's buying them. <laughs> I I just no. Nah. There, when it comes to food too, like textures for me oh, are I'm everything. Yeah, there's there is no there is zero zero chance of me ever eating one of those on my own. Like I'd have to be, <laughs> I'd have to be forced or like drugged up or something. There's no way that was. Ugh. Okay. So back to the gear thing. And I want to ask this while Caesar's not here. Cause I want an unbiased opinion. Cause I want to see what he says when he comes out. He's right there. Oh shit. My favorite piece of gear the whole time was my pack. I. <sighs> okay. So if we're going to go, if we're going to go in there, so how how can i not how can i not be biased right so put a like when it comes to my gear i don't care i don't care who is manufacturing the gear or or any of that right if it doesn't work it just doesn't work um the fact that joe and dennis are who they are and is one thing right those are great dudes they're they're pursuit of of their gear junkie and producing something the fact that that's something in my head is is so phenomenal and it's so far beyond what i have run um and it was everything that i was looking for in a pack system and i've told you that for a long time right i want to buy a pack system where it's one suspension one frame multiple bags that's really what sold me on that system when I, you know, when I went to Oregon and tried on, uh, John's and when I finally pulled the trigger, I mean, you know, outside of me having the opportunity to get in their booth and, you know, build a, a friendship with those guys, that, that pack system is in my head, second to none, like put everything else aside, pull my bias out of it for, for the men that are building that company. Um, I, do that there there's nothing there is nothing that anybody can do to take 60 pounds put it on your back and walk around and laugh about it like this isn't 60 pounds right i mean that that says a lot that ain't me just being biased that pack is flipping phenomenal i don't i don't know how much my pack weighed every day but it didn't matter mm -mm. like mm -hmm. I have never, and I've been through the gamut of packs. Like I've had everything from small day packs to, to, you know, internal frames, external frames, all of them, <clears throat> that pack, I've never had a pack fit me, stay in place and distribute the load the way that pack does yeah. for day after day, after yeah. day, after day, after mile. Like I know my last pack, I had issues with the sway of it. I had issues with it you know, rubbing a hot spot into my lower back. I had an issue with it, like just beating the shit out of my hips. 
because it didn't distribute the weight the, properly. The the only thing that I need to change on my IA back is I need to get to 2K back. Yeah. You know what's funny? Because the 6K for what we did was just too big. Right. So so what's funny about... 4K is perfect, dude. About the gear, right? The gear aspect of it. You know, to talk about boots, you talk about packs. Even, even your your outerwear, right, is uh, seven days, 10 days, 15 days. You hit day 20, your body's changing, yeah. right? Your feet are shrinking and swelling. You're losing pounds, you know, for Drew. Drew's losing mass. Um, that pack, it never, it never posed an issue all that time. I mean, it was on our backs every single day, all day long, never posed an issue, at, at least for me. I did notice... The last two days, I was having a problem, and it's just because of the size of my waist belt. I was having problems getting my waist belt cinched down enough. Well, that's but, but that's what I'm saying. I came back 14 pounds lighter, right? Than when we went. And that's what I'm saying. Through those body changes, right, and all that time, you're gonna see stuff like that. I mean, looking at some of those photos, <laughs> I wish I would have came back a little lighter than what I did. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, it was it was crazy. Just how comfortable that pack was the entire time. Yeah. No matter if I was bending, crawling, climbing, it it had no bearing on any of my movement, nothing. I mean, it was just exceptional the whole time. You know, one of the things that I've noticed over the years with it is there's times where you get back to the truck or whatever and, and get back to camp and it's like, get the boots off, you know, get the pack off. I don't, there was no rush. There was days where, you know, we were in camp and I'm walking around in my boots for 20, yeah. 30 minutes. And it wasn't an issue. It wasn't like, oh, pull the pack off for relief. The last pack I had, I, I pull it off for, Wait to get it yeah, it was like, hey, we're taking a break. I'm taking my pack off. I remember us sitting down and leaving the packs on. Mm -hmm. I mean, that says a lot in my head, man. Um, you know, and, and like I said, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I don't care who it is. When something works that good, <sighs> Uh, there, yeah. And I, I mean, I know it kind of sounds fanboyish, like, oh, we're all running the same pack. We're all running the same boot, whatever. We're like, a, all like of it, like all a, of it's bought and paid for. Well, the, but I here's the, yeah, nothing, like, the, there's a reason there, there's a reason for that, right? Is we're talking about it and I'm not going to, and you know how I am with gear more yeah. than anybody, right? Like you as my fucking R and D department. For yeah. Me. Cause I'll spend the money and, and I'll dump the shit if I don't like it. I don't care if I spend a grand, if I don't like the shit, if it ain't working, it's getting dumped. Right. And I'm going to take a hit on it. I'm going to move on. Um, and that was one of the reasons when you tried, we talked about this before, when you tried the IA pack on, it was like, Holy oh, hell. There's a, a night and day difference. Yeah. And that's why I had to get it for this trip. What? So, so we're talking about, you know, the, the, I, what, what was your take on that? On IA? Oh, it was incredible. Like, I echo everything you guys were just saying about it. And I, you know, I had another pack and then I tried someone else's on someone else's IA pack. And I immediately knew I was going to, I was, was foobar. <laughs> huh? you were spending you were, more money. He was foobar. <laughs> yeah. But I immediately knew that if I was going to be serious about going on this trip with you guys, that taking the pack that I was going to take was a mistake. Mm -hmm. So I had to drop the money on the, on the 4k and, and, in and, you know, See, that's another, that's one of those things where it's just like, you know, you, 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 you do the research beforehand and then, so that way you're not totally suffering on the woods. And I'm glad that I dropped the money on it because it was, 
I mean, I haven't, I haven't really ran any other packs, but I don't intend on running any other pack at this point. I mean, and the plus about that IA pack, right? If you look, there's, yeah, because now you can go and you want your day pack, right? You get the 2K. And I know a lot of guys will run the the pannier um, for the day application. Uh, I don't, I, that I don't, I don't really like, like that. It. No, I don't like that. Right. Cause I, I feel like you're limiting what you need, right? You need emergency shit. There's a kill kit, there's game bags, things like that, but to each their own. And and that's why I didn't like the pannier. So <clears throat> just running the pannier with the lid, there were certain things that I couldn't take with me that, right. that I always take, whether I need them or not. Right. I always take my tarp. Always. I always take my kill kit. I always take my first aid kit. And, and having that 2K, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, really the 2K is large enough for a four day trip, right? But it's small enough and cinched down enough where, yeah. you know, just having a couple, three things in there isn't going to make or break I mean, it. The, I mean, really the, I mean, the four, I mean, with the, with the straps on the 4K. You could cinch it down. 4K, you could cinch it down yeah. right against your back. Yeah. See, I, it, see, I'm, I'm a little different on that. So I like the the way the 2k is set up with the that changes the game because right? the 4k is set up just like the 6k it's just the big open just, top right. with the side zippers you know you stuff everything in it i like if i'm gonna do a day trip like that i want to be able to organize it a little bit better than just you know top loading that's or getting point. stuff out of the side so that's my next purchase is going to be getting the 2k bag to go on my frame so here here's the thing in with my opinion the- i don't uh, me i don't really think i need the 4k because i have the six i have the two here's the thing with that too is if you have the if you have the 2k right and, and say you're you know you're going to pack out and you're going to do a spy camp right and you, you set up your spy camp and you're going to move from that spy camp all i got to do is pull i can carry my 2k bag in there what does it weigh right just the bag alone a couple pounds if that carry that in there pull off my 4k bag leave what i need to leave in there for camp and then run my 2k in my day application right and be good to go and it's and honest i'm not the ounce guy um so it doesn't matter to me to have a couple more pounds in there for that convenience right if I need to keep my food or something, I, I hang my my bag in the tree and, you know, my necessities, wherever they're hung in the tree, my tents on the ground or my hammocks hanging. And now I got my day application. I'm running in and out of, you know, the little spike camp. Um, I, man, I. Yeah, that's the move right there, actually. I don't I don't want to I don't want to hype it so much because it can be perceived as a bias to it. And, and I'm absolutely biased to it, but I'm biased to it for the right reasons. And it reason is because the mf just works phenomenal for me yeah. and i don't know that that frame is anything but bulletproof i don't i don't know that that frame uh, the rigidity on it the the flexibility on it i mean the way it, it's just the distribution of load between the you know the the shoulder suspension and your belt um the adjustability in in every aspect of it well and I, I was going to bring that up too because i think all of us were running our packs a little bit different mm-hmm. the way we had them set up like i had my lid i had my load lifters going through the slits in my lid right. Right. the only time i didn't like that and i ended up changing it after you and i went out for that night hunt with just the two of us and we packed our evening back. hunt we weren't hunting at night we're evening hunt <laughs> <laughs> but we it got dark on us and we actually strapped our bows to our packs I didn't like it for that because I couldn't adjust the lid up high enough to get over my uh, properly. So the next morning I changed it and I took my load lifter straps out of the slits of the lid. And that's the thing, right? Is is you can run 
and and who's really good is that is is uh, Roger and he'll he'll mess with configurations and stuff. I mean, he's kind of a he's kind of a, a gear nerd in that sense is he'll, you know, tweak everything and and you know, come up with all kind of damn near ingenious shit. Um but just in that lid, being able to run the lid different ways. And, you know, I think I ended up running it like you, like I had tried it one way and then the lid ended up sagging down on me. Um, <laughs> it was like hanging on my ass or something. Um, I saw that in a picture and I started laughing. I'm like, why would they let me walk around? It's like walking around with a booger in your nose and nobody telling well, you. Yeah, no, we, we tried to fix it. <laughs> And it slipped back down. Yeah, I think what and it was. Christy took that yeah. Well, it's because he, you, you. I forget how I had it. I think I was trying to do something special and it wasn't that yeah, fucking were, special. Oh, it was, it was special. <laughs> um, but I yeah, think, that. You know what you were, I know what it was. I think you were running the, the, the other end, the opposite end of the, uh, of the lid on the side kind of inserts where the. No, I was trying to run it. I, I forget what I did. There was some rationale that I had for extending it easy or something. Oh, okay. The one thing I will say, I like Caesar's lid better than our lid. Oh, yeah. Yes. Is there a difference? Yeah. yeah my, ours my is a lid, center zip. Mine is zips across the top. Oh, okay. That's probably a, a newer. I, I was going to say that's probably a newer lid. Um, but yeah, shout out to uh, to Joe and Dennis over there at Initial Ascent. I mean, that, that pack system, you know, when I look at the things that held through all that through all of it um everything did well right but but that's one of the things that that stood out to me was the ability of that pack to not only carry a load but to not become a burden like certain things do over that amount of time you know um, I don't, hey, I don't phenomenal. Track here, but i heard you guys talking about the nut butter really <laughs> oh man guy's favorite that, God, that was so funny that shit was horrible i'm sorry <laughs> you didn't try it <laughs> get it close to your mouth fuck no brother <laughs> <laughs> wasn't happening caesar oh, slurped oh. that shit down oh dude that was uh hey yeah <laughs> yeah okay yeah there's certain things i'm gonna hate without trying <laughs> after seeing that i was gonna get some of those and after seeing that and his reaction to it i am so glad i didn't buy you know i probably won't take as many as i did next time but i'll still take them because they're high they're like 250 calories dude get those get the smoothies that i had i'm gonna get those too don't worry oh because that nut butter stuff was uh but when you need the calories fast that is probably dude i could pull out yak snacks or some jerky or some nature's bakery (laughs) (laughs) and not gag looking at it oh you're just not oh dude practice that's Uh, yeah (laughs) fine i'm fine i'm fine with it (laughs) as i move my chair away yeah (laughs) um you know and then talking about talking about other stuff um like the mountain ambush tarps right um those i mean just a tarp in general those super versatile yeah and then their money right i mean we got hit with that snow and that rain we were that was that was unexpected one right and and it was kind of welcomed i think to a point right because that that diversity of elk season type thing but you know something so simple um to come in so clutch um was especially for the money like when we talk about gear and what we spend on gear and when we look at gear purchases there's tarps that are a fraction of the size of that ambush tarp i mean unless you go like on amazon right um you're spending two three i saw some i was looking when i got back just in comparison i saw tarps 
for 300 some odd dollars that tarp is what 70 bucks 69 dollars or something like that um just uh, you know again you know big ups to mountain ambush um on that tarp i mean that thing is money man um the versatility in it and and what you can do with it i mean you could use it as a ground shelter for me it was hanging over the hammock caesar you know when we got into the snow we put it um kind of bivied it over his tent um to keep some of that off of it you yeah, know just for comfort's sake four season tent, so. um what else was there talked about the wuru sass hoffman um I mean, just clothes in general. <clears throat> a couple things that I know I need to, I need to get. I need to get a jacket with a hood on it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I'm man. I'm mixed. Because when, so? well, well, when we went out that one day and we were in that sleety rain, yeah, that's shit, pretty nice. Yeah, and I didn't have a hood. We both had our hoods on. You guys I hate had. wearing my hood. I yeah, hate, but in that I hate wearing it. But in that situation, yeah, it perfect. Because that was the only day where I kind of got a little fucked up with the weather because my ears and shit started getting cold because I just had a beanie on my head right. was soaking wet. Yeah. I, I don't know. Every time I put it on and I kind of cinch it down. Um, oh, I can't stand wearing it. Oh, because dude, the, I hate the sound it. Sound dampening. Exactly. And, and then that rubbing of the material yeah. sound. And, but it's, it's not being those, able to hear for me. Just, yeah, but like, just what for is those it chance situations. Right. What is it her having in the back of your, like, nothing. That's it's perfect for yeah. when you do need it it's there. yeah yeah it just ah. but the rest of my clothes i think they all worked out perfect the the grid fleeces that i had i think they're plythal or something like that i got them off camo fire they they were great they were warm the only thing i didn't like they got the thumb loops and what was in my palm is way too thick why wouldn't you just take the thumb loop off because it was so bulky and i ended up doing that but i ended up having to roll fold it, it down <clears throat> because it was so bulky like it, i don't know it was weird but i'm funny about that anyways because even my sitka stuff has thumb loops yeah i don't wear them i put it on like if i'm you know with the wuru they have it on there and uh, i put it on to put my outer layers on exactly pull them off it. yep because i can't st it changes the grip on my bow and everything so i just don't and that stuff was a little thicker so like with my wuru the tech base they're a 150 um which i was more than comfortable in that 150 by the time you layer up um, and I almost think for something like that, like that 150 range, at least in my head, is perfect, right? Nice. You don't have that bulk. For that kind of way. I had the. I was do that. That stuff was phenomenal. I had the Plytho. I think it's the 2.0s. I'm not sure what weight it is. It's probably a two. It's a grid fleece. Yeah. Um, and grid fleece is a lot thicker too. Yeah, then it was. It was honestly too hot. And then I had my Sitka base layer. Uh. I never even wore my sick and blaze. Like, I, I just had the lightweights on and I was perfect with those. Yeah, I really, I, I don't know. That, that Wuru, they, I'm bought and sold. Like, dude, this, the, the fact that that stuff never, it never lost its shape. It always fit. I was impressed. I mean, you raved about it the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I was, I was absolutely impressed with that stuff, man. Um, so let's talk about biases, man. Western fly. How did that stuff perform for you guys on the binos I mean, and the perfect and the uh, I mean, the pack flies? Probably started to sleep. Oh, dude! It was, if we wouldn't have had those, all of our shit would have been soaked. The, uh, the the fit the the way it just I mean it it fit the pack just perfect. 
I don't even think I cinch mine down, honestly. You know, I and and been pumping them out to where I'm hoping that they can just go on. And I, you know, I put a quite a bit of that in there so we can cinch down to smaller packs or open up. I mean, I had it on the six K loaded and it fit just fine. Yeah. Right. And you still had some cinch cord in or out. Um, so it's Did it's you run it on the two K? Yeah, I ran it on the two K when we went north. Mm. that day i ran it on the 2k and it fits the 2k yeah you have to pull some of that i mean i had i don't know that much cinch out um and it actually wrapped the frame a little bit with the 2k um well shit you left you left your pack out that night that it snowed about seven inches yeah sitting there oh, with a fly on right. it you did yeah I forgot. He, he actually put two flies on. He put one over the pack itself, and then just to keep the 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 my straps and stuff, stuff dry. Dry. He put another one over. Yeah, it. he just left it out, mm -hmm. and it had seven inches of snow on it the next morning. And I just grabbed it and threw it in the back of the truck, and it wasn't shit fell right off. Single bit of water on that. Yeah, one. yeah. The the bino harness worked out perfect, um, or the bino the bino fly worked out perfect. Um, the only thing is I couldn't get to my wend checker without taking the fly out. Yeah, I, I think that's the hard part, right? Is is trying. But I just at that point I just took it out and I put it in my pocket. Yeah, I and I've been looking at it right and trying to figure out how do you how do you make that? Yeah, how do you make it more convenient? And the problem is, is I would have to sit here and design a bino fly for each individual harness and its strap configuration. Yeah, to make it to where you can pull that off, access your shit, have it right there. I, I, yeah. I mean, there's some things that you just have to like. You're going to deal with, right? Because yeah. the, the idea in that is to keep your criticals dry, right? And that's what it's doing. It's keeping the shit that's that's critical to your 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 pursuit dry. And if those bino, if the bino harness is wet, the, the, the binos are going to fog, you know? I mean, the fact that you can, there's guys that are still not running a harness and they're running just, you know, the straps they can put that fly over just the binos and it's going to do the same thing i think the only thing i'm lacking um and i'll work on that is uh is something for the rangefinder because i noticed that one day that we definitely need um and that one's a little bit easy i mean it shouldn't you know it shouldn't take that much so i'll start i'll start working on that um but I was happy. I was, I was ecstatic to be able to put that stuff through the paces and put it on all the you know different side. I think we had a two, a four, and a six running, mm -hmm. um, with the same the same you know, uh, one size fits most uh, pack fly, and then we had three different harnesses running the same bino fly. Mm -hmm. So it was cool for me to see, and to be in that diversity. Um, and have that shit perform. That I was, was stoked. That was one thing since you brought it up. So we were all running different vinyl harnesses. I run the outdoor vision. Um, the only thing I didn't like about that, and it could just be, I use the dead down wind, wind checker. The, the side mesh pouches are a little tight getting my wind checker in and out. So I got to the point where I ended up just undoing the front zipper and sliding it in there. Mm. The only problem I had with that was if I needed to pull my binos out, I had to pull my wind checker out and then flip the lid down. Oh, really? They wouldn't close without that? Either that or I would have to push the bottle all the way into that front uh, zip pocket uh, and then open it. Because it's got that, because it's a front open, it doesn't open backwards. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and then you can use it like a shell. So what I was, what I ended up doing, I would pull the wind checker out, flip it open and set that in the lid. And then I would pull my binos out, use it, 
pull that out of the lid, close it, and then put it back in the zip pocket. That was the only issue I had with that vinyl harness. It was comfortable the whole time with, with the exception of a little bit of shoulder issues. But once I got it adjusted properly, I was fine. Um, but the, 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 the bino fly, I mean, three different harnesses and it fit mine perfectly. Mm -hmm. That's what that's bitching to hear. Um, what did you think? Cause you were at, you had misplaced your production model yeah. of the bino fly and you were using the other one. Right. What'd you think of that one? What'd you think of that material? Or? I mean, I, I liked that one a lot. Oh, I forgot you were using that. Yeah. I liked that one a lot. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't really know about the materials, but that one felt like it feels, is it, it more sturdy? Is that material is actually a little thinner. It's a lighter material. Um, and, and the difference would be that that one is a hundred percent impregnated with something, oh, okay. uh, where the other one is basically a coating. a coating. Yeah. I felt like it's like quieter. It is. A, it's a, that's. <laughs> On the other side of it, there's issues with it too, though, right? It, it's not going to hold up. It's not going to take the abuse. Like oh. like this one is going to take way more abuse than that other right. one. And, and you know, looking at a, a pack fly or a bino fly, it, and you would, it's not an everyday use kind of drag through the mud type thing, but I want there to be that durability, that dependability that you can abuse the hell out of it. And it's still going to last. I'm not going to warranty or Western fly is not going to warranty gear testing. So don't try it. <laughs> um, but it, there's a trade-off too, right? That material. I like the look of that material. It, yeah. It does yeah. Look right. And it is, this is odd, right? Because when you weigh, both of those, the pack fly and the bino fly together, you're less than four ounces total together. When you do that to the other one, you're less than two and a half ounces total for a pack and a bino fly. Wow, Jesus. Yeah, it's crazy. I didn't realize that material was that light. If I just don't, I don't know. I really like how this one looks. I think this one looks sick. I think the color of this one looks sick. I like that other material. Um, and I'll find a use for it. It may not be that application. Maybe on the binos. I don't think on the pack fly. Because the pack's going to get taken off. It's going to get thrown yeah. down. I mean, especially if you used it the way that you use yours. Yeah. You know? Like you left your pack out in the snow. Like I'm not sure it would work the same. Yeah. And I got to abuse I it. I mean, when we had the pack flies on though, we went through quite a bit of brush. Yeah. They held up damn good for some of the shit and they're not they're not as loud as no. as you would think right? no, I, mean, I was i was just gonna bring that up so some of the stuff that we went through like i was dragging my pack yeah. through it basically and it wasn't any louder with the fly on than it was with it off right, right and it, it's it's kind of funny right because like you think about that and i'm like why don't we have this and there are a couple here and there um but it's almost like this whole and it's like, well, what are, what are we doing? You know what I mean? Like, are we going to just throw on anything on it? Especially with, with the bino fly. There's not, to my knowledge, knock on wood, don't you motherfuckers don't attack that market. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there's not that many. And if they are, they're, they're you know, they're fairly brand specific. So yeah, I'm glad it performed. Cool. I was happy to see it perform. And I was happy to see it work for you guys. Uh, I knew it was going to work. I mean, I sat here and pissed, you know water hoses right. on them as i was testing material and pissed on yours <laughs> i marked my i marked my territory that's why i couldn't find it man. um 
you know, and then I sat and I, you know, I built some up and then I filled them with water and, you know, how long did it hold? And it was like two or three days and there wasn't a drip of water that had come out the other side, you know, so it was, I was happy with it. Um, but again, I'm, you know, I'm biased as hell, <laughs> but I'm glad it performed. So, um, man, we're rolling. Um, oh, we got some time unless you fuckers are in a rush. So liabilities um you know we had kind of talked about liabilities going into season um what are what are your liabilities like what do you you know we got 11 months right and and for whatever reason elk is all consuming i know my reasons um i think everybody's are a little bit different there's some variables there what are what are your liabilities yourself liabilities what are you working on for the next 11 months I think, I mean, I think the one thing for me is it's, it's something I work on every day. I'm a fucking big ass dump truck. Like that shit. I mean, realistically though, like that was one of the biggest worries that I had going into this season is because I knew I wasn't physically prepared as much as I should have been. Luckily we ended up not doing as much physical as we were expecting to do. Because, like, I I mean, I said it on the last podcast that I did with Guy. Like, I have cramping issues whenever I do a lot of hard hiking and uphill and side hill and stuff like that. I didn't have that problem at all this time, um, which actually shocked the hell out of me because I was really worried about that. And then just the the leg fatigue from, from me being as big as I am and then carrying all my gear and all that stuff. And then the amount of food and stuff that I was worried about taking based on my weight it is one of the biggest things that that I was worried about <clears throat> it I mean it turned out to not be as much of an issue as I was expecting it to be but I do think that's one thing I need to work on I mean shit I've, I've been back at the gym for like a week and a half and my fucking neck disappeared already <laughs> <laughs> And that's, that's one of my biggest problems is so when I do lift, like my body just blows up and I need to really concentrate on not letting it do that. I need to start tailoring my physical stuff more toward functional movement. And I've been saying it for a long time and I just, it's hard though. When you, when you get the amount of enjoyment that comes out of, and, and some people don't get it, but lifting heavy, yeah, right. It's hard to break away from that. Yeah. It really is. So the, the one thing I noticed the whole time we were up there, I have sciatica in my left, on my left side mainly. And then I have knee issues just from having bad knees. I've had two knee surgeries on my right knee and, you know, my left knee is taking a toll for compensating for that. <clears throat> so I was really worried about that stuff. But while we were there, being that we were moving every day and, you know, hiking every day and all that stuff, I had no issues with it. The only time I had issues was when we sat in the damn truck to go to town and then on the way back i could uh, feel my my sciatic nerve issues coming back and since we've been back they're worse now than they were before we went i think i think some of that too right and and i've talked to my wife about it and i've noticed it is not to say that we're sedentary but when you drive an hour and a half two hours to work and then you work and you're sitting at a desk for eight hours a day and then you're driving an hour and a half sometimes here we're two and a half hours in the evening right um it, it's how do you fight that right how do you fight that that 
you know, 40 to 50, 60 hour a week sitting on your ass with an hour or two in the gym. I mean, it, 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 it's an absolute challenge to do that. Yeah. Right. I mean, it takes it, there's a level of commitment, but you know, you got 11 months to figure it out. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's one of the biggest things I'm worried about, but by far the biggest thing that I felt was, was one of my liabilities and that I definitely need to work on is what we were talking about earlier. I need to look like I can't focus on what you're doing or what he's doing. I need to focus on the woods and I need to look for what I'm supposed to be looking for instead of getting caught up in the moment or, and I, it's kind of hard not to get caught up in the moment, but when you're in the elk woods, being caught up in the moment is looking for what you're supposed to be looking for. Like there's not going to be a moment if you're not seeing the shit you're looking for. So yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, realistically, and it, it, that's, that's the one thing I'm going to focus on to get prepared for next season is I need to be more confident in what I know I can do and not worry about what he's doing or not worry about what you're doing or, you know, just in general, just focusing on what I'm there for. What about you see? Uh, I think, I think the same goes from a physical standpoint. I want to put more muscle on. I want to be, I, I think for this one, I was really concerned about uh, stamina. And I did train a lot for that. Like I did ruck a lot in the mountains here. And, and that actually helped a lot. Because I even though we were at altitude, I did feel like I was recovering pretty quickly. That's that, and that's a huge key, right? Is it's a, it's all right to get you know those the your respirations building up or the heart rate to build up, but I think it's in that recovery time or how fast you're recovering, you know, after that climb or after you know you're like you know I'm I'm you know air quote running and gunning uh, trying to get there. I, I think that's where the key is at is that recovery. Uh, but but you know that I want to continue to do more of that, right? Like I want to be more fit. The next time you go out but i think from a, a liability standpoint i just need more time in the woods like period you know and however i can manage that between now and then is what i'm gonna have to do you know so that means you know our late season tag here you know go pig hunting from now till september it's just spending time too though right is is and it no, doesn't necessarily have to be with a tag right is getting out and glassing yeah um, you know yeah getting out and, and i uh, intend on doing that more or not more, but I intend on doing that period this coming spring for, for, for deer season, right? Like just being out in the woods, I think that's really what's cause I'm still learning and I'm still picking things up and I'm still figuring out what I can and can't do what I should, shouldn't do, you know, like that. Yeah. That I think those lessons, those lessons are going to come right. Right. I mean, they're, they're going to, they're nonstop. I don't care if you're in it for two months or, you know, 30 freaking years if you're not learning something at cliche if you're not learning something um you, you're just you're not paying attention because there's always shit out there um what about wind <laughs> this motherfucker no i'm just saying i mean okay so if you well that includes wind right like what you're saying in regards to if, learning, right but well, you talk about, and I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm not. I, yeah, it was a little bit of a jab there. <laughs> I knew it was a jab. <laughs> but if if you think about all the aspects of everything, right? 
and and we again we hear that a lot you can you could fuck with a lot a lot a lot of shit right but the wind i mean it's like the cliffed out right we we have we're sitting there i rake this bull is charging in i mean the wind is perfect it's like this is going to be a 30 yard frontal dead ringer like this shit is going down and i mean what do you think he was a step from coming through i don't even know if he was a step I don't dude know that we, i don't know how we didn't see antlers bust out because like he put the fucking brakes on yeah like charging to the point where we were watching trees separate as he's those little aspens were just like it was it was so oh it was so crazy to watch he's never got eyes on the bull at all but you could see it was trees parting as he's running yeah his name was noah yeah (laughs) and then he just or moses moses and then he just hits the brakes and it's because the wind blew over our shoulder. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, that that entire morning, that wind was blowing was blowing across. It was to our left side, as anticipated. That and the wind switched ten seconds later and was going right back over yeah. the cliff. It was just like that was another one of those the elk woods hate me moments. That bull had a horseshoe up his ass. Yeah, <laughs> it was facing up too. It wasn't pointing down. That like for me, liability. We're still talking about that. Like that's what's important, right? Like. I, you know what? There was one of the things that towards the end I started doing is kind of I was I felt like I was following too much of a lead and not trusting my gut and more, you know, and I think that's another one of the things that I want to work. on. I felt the same for myself. I mean, if you look at the wind, right, I mean, I should own stock and dead down wind wind checkers. I mean, really, I should be buying stock How if they offer it. I don't have any left. I think I, I think, I think I had bought 12 bottles consolidated because, you know, there's some airspace Uh and consolidated what I could. I used everything. You gave me a bottle before you left. I put the little remnants out of six bottles into the one you gave me, which I think you might have put a little extra in that one. I had four and I put two in two. And I don't have, I think whatever I have left is in my vinyl harness right there. And it may be a fraction of what you left me. So I I bought six, I consolidated those six into three, plus I had a half of one already in my vinyl harness and came back with none. I, I laugh because I, you know, there's some pictures and we're puffing, and you got this big giant cloud mm-hmm. of it, and and I've seen folks and they'll puff it, and I do it right if if it's pretty consistent or it's a mild wind, um, and you just hit that little light puff, and you could say, okay, it's going that direction. Well, um, you could start feeling it. Yeah, that was interesting to to, to start getting used to was like, <laughs> but feeling it changes. But how checking to see okay? Yeah, but how many good. steps would it go in a different direction? Yeah, right. True. It would be like you know you could feel it across your face, and that's why I kind of never trust, especially what we were dealing with, right? And it's a little bit different when we start talking about wind there, and and I'm curious, and I'm gonna start researching a little bit, but you know, hunting that plateau and the way that um the way that the wind works the prevailing wind on that plateau and then the mountain thermals are are quite a bit different than what we hear and then you get into those benches and then some of that timber you know over here you got 
the canopy is not nearly as thick, right? So it's doing one thing and then 20 feet this way, it's super dark. The wind's doing something else. So we, you know, we're looking at it and we're taking these big loops and some of it was kind of counterintuitive because I was working with the wind to our back and kind of looping us around to these benches. And uh, man, the, I, the anticipation of, and we talked about this right after Mr. 52.3, the anticipation the anticipation <laughs> of the wind it, in my head it's not enough to know what a thermal's doing or what the direction of the wind right i mean when we start talking about wind and especially on an approach right like that one right is you know where's my lane where am i going to shoot from anticipating the movement of that animal and that's just not i mean that's every flipping animal that we're chasing um you know, some may argue turkey um, is probably the only thing that you don't have to worry about. Um, but I think the anticipation of that wind is, is I, I know for me, and I consider myself, I, I think I can play the wind fucking phenomenally. Um, but I, I'm going to go crazy this year on it and, and really try to gain more knowledge. Because what was tripping me out was how, again, with the plateau and how the prevailing wind was working, the direction of that wind and then how it affect those benches. And then if you look at where we were, we're in between two plateaus. Yeah. So that wind coming in, in between those two plateaus, how it, oh, it was just like almost in it, I don't know, lack of a better word or phrase it was almost i was almost awestruck by what the wind was doing it was just like this shit is this is phenomenal there, like there was multiple times where we never moved and i would puff two or three different times and it would go in different yeah. directions and that was in a matter of seconds yeah <clears throat> like the day that you guys split off and i went on my own i used a whole wind checker just to get back to you guys because it was everywhere. I would take two steps and it would be blowing it back. Yeah. I would, you know, backtrack to get it off my back and it would be blowing back in the direction I needed it to. It was just, it was so crazy. Like you're saying, there's so many different directions that that wind's coming with the, the two different plateaus, the draws, the fingers, and then the, the different benches. I like to go in there and, and get a bunch of flagging ribbon. Right. Uh, and just grit out and tie it up, not leave it, but tie it. Up. And that, you know what? That was another irritation of mine. We'll talk about that. Um, tie it up. Right. And and call it, you know, 100 yards. Right. And, and just grit off 100 yards and tie this ribbon every 25 yards going up and just look at all the variables that you're yeah. playing against when you're playing that win. Right. And, and you're thinking this animal, this animal is in tune with his environment and they are manipulating all of that and you have to try and beat that shit man oh man oh man it's you know, to, uh to, i think i um just to quickly use the liability part i think studying the animal better for me so i don't think i did much of that before and because i think i was just trying to like my goals were, I mean, I wanted to right. something, but I, I had other things. Uh, right. There was more of a, let me get through this type, exactly. I think is what you had said. And then that, yes. And so now I think that is the, cause you, cause you finished saying, I need to figure out what, how wind works better. I need to figure out what these animals are more inclined or less inclined to do. I think that's, I think, I think one liability 
for you that I don't even know if you realize you doubt yourself way too much. I think you we did, talked about that. I think him. you did you. You. I think not you me. did amazing for never being in the Elkwoods like that and being the quote unquote a new hunter. Like, dude, you were picking up on so much stuff that I don't even know if you realized you were picking up on. Like you dude, you did amazing the whole time. With the exception of doubting yourself. Yeah, well, that's kind of hard not to do when you're new and there. Yeah, and and I understand that, but I, and that's kind of why I bring it up because I want you to realize that you, you know more than what you think you do. And not, I, I mean, and I've told you this before, and not to mention, I mean, as a phenomenal archer, uh, there's not many dudes that I would, and I've told you this before, yeah. like you know, I think we talked about on the way out, like if somebody said, hey, you know, thousand dollar shoot, you know, I shit, I team up with seeing a heartbeat. I mean, that, you know, that to me is ninety percent of the game, um, you know, is sealing that deal, you know, given that opportunity. And I, I think ability, archer ability wise, I mean, there's a difference, right? You can go out and you can bow hunt all day long. Um, you start talking about archery hunting, yeah. I think uh, I, I think you're more than qualified, and I agree with Drew. Drew and I even had that kind of that conversation. Was yeah, stop fucking, you know, stop doubting, stop doubting what you're, the information you're gaining. Um, well, and I think information is part of the reason why you're doubting yourself because you're you're watching so many YouTube videos and you know stuff like that, which is good. Don't get me wrong. But it can be at a detriment when right. when you're learning different things from different videos and you're trying to meld those together. It's it's almost getting to the point where it's too much. Yeah. How do you and that's one thing I say it all the time. I don't I don't know how a guy in this, you know, sound old as fuck in this day and age coming into this meanders through all the available information and is and is able to decipher or put shit together especially when you look at how a lot of it is presented um you know the stuff that that i don't know how to that grabs us right that draws us in is all the is the pretty part of it right it doesn't show the the struggles with the wind it doesn't show the suck fest it doesn't you know what i mean there's not there's not all these elements it's you know again it's for me it's almost taking away from the pursuit because we're displaying you know the the apex of the situation right yeah, it, it's yeah, yeah um and, and it I, I don't know how the fuck you meander through it you know and and not to say that that's where we should that should be our basis of knowledge it should be gained you know boots on the ground um but man i i just don't know there's a false sense of knowing shit i guess right is oh yeah i mean i never claim to know anything i'm just saying that i mean i did watch a lot of youtube videos but that's Really, that was more of a gear thing. But I'm, I mean, at the end of the day, like, that's what I was saying is that, like, I just need more time in the woods. Yeah. Very- yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I say this as somebody that that's one of my biggest downfalls in the woods is I doubt my abilities a lot. Like, I doubt the things I know and I doubt the things that I know I should have done. And I just didn't do them because I was doubting myself. And that, like, I don't want you to get to that point where you're doubting yourself to the point where you're not confident to go do it. Mm. Yeah. And I, I think, well, and that leads me to, you, 
And that's one of the things I noticed when I went back, right? And not only was it the amount of fucking deadfall falling around me, that shit was crazy. Um, if you ain't having fun, right? If you're if you're constantly evaluating what you're doing against a highlight reel or a YouTube video, um, that glamorization of it. Right. I, I think there there's a lot of comparison and I don't think it's just new hunters. I think it's just how social media affects us um, across the board. That glorification or, you know, that that approval or that status or whatever the fuck it is um, that that that's putting out there. It's like, you know, like I was telling I don't know if it's telling one of you guys tonight, like, you know, I, I'm seeing things. Yeah, and I know a guy's been in the woods for eight, nine days or a week, and then all of a sudden there's a gripping grin, or all of a sudden there's a, you know, oh, I, I, you know, I'm posting my sunset picture because I didn't get shit, um, type deal, and it's in my head, it's a little bit disappointing with that, and it's like, wait a minute, there's so many more aspects again like the human element of it, right? What we go through, and that was one of my things with, you know, with with the pictures that I'm posting and displaying and some of the stuff that one of the reasons that Chris went along was to get a non hunters eye behind the camera to capture these moments that, that maybe aren't as valuable to us as they should be. Um, and displayed in that way. Um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I, I don't know how the hell you work through that or get through it as, you know, somebody, looking at it like okay where do i start and that was one of the things we talked about too that i thought was cool is you you know well am i ready to do this you know what i mean you you, you know I, I almost pulled out of this trip and it's like for what you know what i mean why would you why would you miss this opportunity you know to go out in the woods and just do this shit you know it doesn't and i think in my head at least part of it is is like you're looking at these crescendos on these videos like am i capable of getting to that crescendo not realizing because it's not displayed that there's so many other facets of this pursuit yeah, you know yeah. the personal growth and and everything is just a mountain of stuff holy crap that's new you know it's a mountain of stuff for dudes that have been doing it for 30 years if they're looking at it the right way you know that and before i get bombarded with shit there's nothing wrong with a gripping grin right like that's great if that's how you want to display it uh i just think we're missing the the human element right it's this trophy aspect um which is great i have no problem with it i'll post my fucking gripping grins if i choose to but I, I think we just we fail to display the 11 months of work and determination and everything else that goes into it and some guys get a week some guys get weekends and you know we were fortunate enough to have 10 days i was fortunate enough to have you know uh, an entire month if i if i took it um, to miss all that for just a gripping grin, that shit is a shame. But I mean, you got to look at it like this: you, you can't have a gripping grin without grunts and groans. Like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> is that retweetable? <laughs> but I mean, that's the way Break I look at it. At it. <laughs> that's the way I look at it, though. Like, that's what you see: is gripping grins, gripping grins, gripping grins. And and I kind of think that's what guys getting at, like. It, you don't just walk into the woods and get a gripping grin unless you get a horseshoe up your ass. Right. There's there's work that goes into that. 
even even in that instance, right? Yeah, there's guys that walked out on opening day, had some bull that wanted to play, or you know what I mean, and boom, it's done. But it still doesn't take that doesn't take the place of everything that led up to that opportunity. Yeah, right. Season prep. There's the you know the research you put into it, the the e scouting. Shit, just the days at the range, yeah. right? I mean, what it what it takes to go into the woods confident enough with your with your archery equipment, and and we should all be going in confident, beyond confident in our ability with our archery equipment, with a rifle for that matter. Um, but the days it takes to sit back and like we were those last couple times at the range before season, we're dropping bombs and just laughing. I remember the day I was sitting back and I'm like. This is fucking, you know what I mean? And you're just nailing it and you're like, fuck, I'm ready. I mean, that just that aspect of it alone, right? The arrow builds and just making sure that that shit is dialed. Um, Where does that go? Yeah. You know, where does it go? I mean, you know, it consumed a lot of my life before we actually went on this trip. Like all I was thinking about was like, oh, dude, my wife hates me. (laughs) Because of this trip, dude. because, Because like going up to this trip. Like I was constantly at the range. I was in the garage building arrows. I was, you know, going through my gear. Yeah, me too. Like it was everything, bro. Like every day. And but then, what else are you gonna do? I and, mean, either and you're then gonna I'm leaving for twelve days when the kids are home. She's working full time, and she had to deal with it. Like that's the shit you don't see, right? And there's val. I mean, there's value in again the human element, if you will, when it comes to that stuff. You know, I mean, there's a level of commitment, man, that I think we're missing when we go and all we're doing is saying, you know, cheese got them. Yep. <clears throat> you know, I mean, unless you're telling that story the whole time, but you know, whatever. It's just my fucking opinion. Man, if that's all I posted was gripping grins, I'd have to delete my Instagram because I wouldn't have any content. <laughs> Not like I have a lot of content anyway. I, but I mean, I. You know, I, again, I did. Yes, he did. I, there's nothing. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. I just think that there's more to it than just that. You know, and I think that's part of that's my fucking liability. I that's where that's my liability, and that's what I was saying earlier. Is going into next year, I'm going to focus on that task at hand the best I can. You know, is is okay. I'm not gonna. You know, there's and I've there's been times where I'm like, I ain't fucking. What do you mean unnotched tag? What is that? Um, and honestly, Elk has kind of changed that for me. Like, I don't, I don't really mind. I don't. And this is after thinking about it, right? Like, I don't. I didn't mind coming back the way I came back and unnotched. You know. I think the trip. I think. I mean, you had a few instances of this trip, right? It wasn't just the 10 days with us. It was the, the days you had with your wife and, and the time that you were alone. And I think that it's it's hard not to go come out of that and not have been, like not have gotten anything out of that. You know what I mean? Like like to, to, to have been upset by not getting something, then you're missing the bigger picture. Exactly. You know? Uh, there was a moment I was upset. Well, <laughs> you know what's funny? Yeah, it, I mean, that that was. I mean, I was this, this motherfucker. <laughs> I was. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. When we got back, I was ecstatic that like we did it, or whatever. But then when we got back, and then I started seeing, you know, the photos of other people posting their gripping grins and stuff like that. I mean, I'm not a gripping grin guy anyway, by any means anyway. But it made me feel like ah, like I want to go back and, and right. And, and it made me want to go back, but it didn't feel something. 
how do I, like I wasn't envious. I mean, for no, 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 no. Like at all. It made me want to go back. It, it just, it was one of those things where it's like lit another fire. Right. You know I mean, yeah. like the, like, let's get it done. You know, like there was a task at hand and even well, shit, we, I think I texted you guys like two days after we got back and I'm like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> I almost went back with him. Yeah. He thought about it. Yeah. But right. Like literally the day before, I if, if I could have got the days, I would have. It was, it was, it was, it was no I'll tell you what, when I got back and that wind was blowing the way it was. And like I said, that shit was falling around me and I have, I don't think I've said it on here, but I, I don't get scared in the woods. That shit had me. I was scared. I was, I was fucking scared. I'm not even bullshit. There was so much shit falling down when I was walking back Saturday evening. I was, I was nervous that I was going to even make it back to camp is how bad that was. And I ain't never seen nothing like that. I mean, that shit was, I showed see a picture of that bench. I'll show you. There was so much shit laying. It, there was moments where I was like, how didn't I walk to where I thought I walked to? Right. I fucking know this area. And I pull out, you know, the, the maps, the map app. Um, and I'm like, fuck, I'm standing on, it. I'm looking around. I'm like, no fucking way. Like there's light coming through where it was, you know, some of those, those pond, you know, the spring areas were dark and it's like, this is the same freaking spot. Like unbelievable. That's crazy. I mean, it was, I, I didn't realize that there was that much dead shit standing up when we were there. And then to walk you through know, it, holy we hell. We were talking about this earlier. I, I didn't notice it either until it started snowing and we got all that snow cover on the on the canopy. And you and I were in there that one day. And like the, the day you fell <clears throat> and that snow started coming down. I'm like, I started looking around and I'm like, there's a lot of fucking dead trees. Here. Oh, dude. And we need to be careful because this snow is heavy because that shit was wet. It snow. was. Uh, like, and that that might have had some bearing on what was laying there, you know, when I went back and then what was still falling. Um, it was it was insane. That's crazy. It was that it, that it changed the the geography of that area. It so was much. nuts. The deer were going off. I tell you that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> That was unreal. It was just like, you know, I think we had saw what three that they're really that three by four. And then that, that fawn and that doe. And then I saw the, the day that me, him and Christy were on our way back. Oh, right. right, right. I, I saw a fork, That's right. a pretty nice fork. And I think it was a doe. It might've been a spike. But. Yeah. When I, uh, that was that was insane to be standing there turn around and there's seven four really nice bucks and three you know well a couple were cali shooters and then just a dink um to see those suckers was like oh man and that's another thing we had talked about right is is you know there was some discussion of you know going into the elk woods with a deer tag and or a bear tag and an elk tag and uh i mean i I, at least for me, right? It's it's kind of a distraction, um, a, a pull away from that pursuit, and maybe that's my weird looking for some experience thing. Um, what do you guys think about I, the multiple tag thing? I thought about it for a minute. Like I really thought about a bear tag just because the amount of encounters you guys had last year. But then I kind of got into the same mindset. I was like, I'm going for elk. I'm not going for anything else. So I don't want that temptation. Of having another tag in my pocket. 
So I just never followed through with it and never bought another tag. I don't know. I don't. I don't necessarily would. I I agree with you guys, but I, I mean, in some ways, it's like I don't necessarily disagree with having a tag, another tag in your pocket too. I just think it depends on what, like how upfront your elk pursuit is and how you view that elk pursuit, right? Is it, if it's something that you're yearning to do and yearning to, to, to achieve, right? Or whatever, then yeah, by all means, like a hundred percent just elk. But if it's something that like how, you know, I don't know how many people would view it this way, but if it's something that's just, I'm here for elk, but I'm down to shoot a mule deer too. You know, like, I think it just depends on your point of view and, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No. I don't know that I'm that way, but like I said, I don't think there's anything wrong with it because I really thought about it. But I knew if I had those tags in my pocket, I would have been distracted. It also, I mean, it's also like, I mean, it's also a lot of money out of state tags. Yeah, yeah. You know, for a for a off for for an off chance of. Well, and that's the thing, right? It is is that it's it becomes an opportunity tag, right? And essentially, yes. yeah. And in my head, am I? lessening my experience with that animal and that pursuit by considering it an off chance opportunity tag. I, I don't know. I, I have a, uh, yeah. you know what I mean? I I do that. How you view that yeah. part, you know? Yeah. I yeah. do that here yourself, with bear. Then so be it. Yeah, I think that's an individual thing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like I do, I do that out here with bear tags. I buy a bear tag every year, just in case. You know, I mean, I know there's bears where we hunt. If I happen to run across one, I'll shoot it. But I don't mind interrupting a California deer hunt to shoot a bear. Depending on where I'm at. But I would mind interrupting my elk hunt to shoot a bear because shooting a bear in the elk woods is going to take away basically a whole day of elk hunting. Well, see, that's the other part about it, right? Like accessibility, you know, if you're talking a bear tag here, yeah, you know, we can, we have the luxury of coming in and out of these mountains. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's why I don't have a problem having a bear tag in my pocket here. Right. Because if I shoot a bear here tomorrow, I can go the next day and deer hunt right. again, where, you know, we're driving 12, 13, 14, 868 miles. Yeah. 868 <laughs> one way. Miles, one way. <laughs> To elk hunt, I don't want to take any of that elk time away because, right. because I shot a bear or a deer. It's understandable. Yeah. That's a, I, I will tell you when I saw, when I saw that buck. Right. I was like, I turned around. I was like, holy hell, if I had a deer tag. <laughs> um, let me see. Talked about the moments. I'm actually surprised at your answer on that. Still, um, what moments of when I? Well, what did you expect me to say? I, I didn't. I didn't have an expectation, but I thought you would have one kind of pegged. Well, it's it's just it's not one. It's the whole experience. It's like like when I talk about when I talk about the trip to everyone. It's like it's 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 an accumulation of the of the experience is experiences that really was just like a whole 
that that drew me in. Because mm-hmm. the first five days were very different than the last five days. And the last, you know, few days, well, like the eight or nine, seven, seven and eight were like really sucky for me. But like, there wasn't one singular moment for me that I felt was like, I'm, I'm in. It was after the yearning of wanting to go back when was when I was like, like I just I now I I realized then that I have to do this as often as I can every, every September, <laughs> every September. Yeah. So. I had brought it up, right? Talking about the flagging ribbon and, and there's, there's ribbon that's in there, you know, for forestry management and whatnot, marking trees, but then there's ribbon that guys are marking trails with, yeah. right? Um, on top of the cigarette butts and the Pepsi cans and the Arizona fucking cans. And the, that, and the Bud Light. Yeah. And the full water bottles. And the Tupperware bowls. That that was one that was one spot, right? So so we'll call that the anomaly. But I remember going in there last year and stepping over uh, a log, and there was a tear open, like aspirin pack of, out of a first aid kit. Um, and I don't know, a guy might uh, a guy might tear the top off of that and drop it, right? And nice. And uh, that's Drew in that microphone. Um, and not think that that little top of that tear open aspirin matters that shit drives me crazy man i remember wrapping up camp not only when when we were rolling out uh but even when the wife and i went back and making sure that i didn't see like we we're using a liquid iv right and you tear off the top that's perforated you tear off the top of liquid iv and and you know saying oh shit there's one of those that you know one of us dropped right or it fell out of the trash or whatever um to not to see people not conscious of those little things in my head that's the motherfuckers are going to leave the cans and the bottles and 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 wifey's tupper who the fuck takes where where what what was a tupperware for like did you have a pasta salad lunch and you took the lid but you left your wife's tupperware like where where do we draw the line and that's why i bring up the flagging ribbon i'm gonna mark my trail Right. And that guy probably came out on the same trail because he's why not reach up and tear that shit down. Right. Put it in your pocket. And then when you get to your fucking truck, throw it in the the floor of your truck or is your truck fucking immaculate and you don't have a speck of trash in there. But you leave the shit in the woods for me, you, you and and the other guys that that bothers to go pick that shit up. We hunted the last day. Holy fuck. So not only did that get to me. But every fucking aspen had something carved in it. Had something carved in it. Yeah, and that's no exaggeration. Every, every aspen I yeah. looked at had something carved yep. in it. Does it heal? Yeah. But why are you leaving sign of somebody being there? Like it makes no sense to me. Like. <sighs> You know, you, you those, but those areas I think are well. The flagging tape, I don't think is. I mean, I don't think any of it is is okay, right? Do like I think that. that was all hunters? And I know that's what you're getting at. No, it wasn't all hunters. That's what but I'm a saying. lot of them were because some of them said elk camp, cow kill zone. Cow yeah, kill cow zone. kill zone. Yeah, like, yeah that's true. It was Drake so elk camp. Crazy. Well, the, here there's a dilemma in those Aspen things, right? Because you look at them and you go, 
you think to yourself, oh, damn, 1939, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Right? Well, is it? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Or you got the elk carved in it, right? And then you got the cow kill zone and an arrow. And, you know, and the one thing that, that bothered me was that blind setup. Oh, well, actually, yeah. there was two of them. Yeah. There was that down below our camp, right, where they left like the, the military type blind. Yeah. Just strown all over the place. And oh, then and the one in the, and the, we heard the wolf. That yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But then that oh, last yeah. that last hunt, we went back up yeah. and they had the uh, the lodgepole blind and it's tie wire to the trees. And you can see the tree. Shit's been there a while, right? Yeah, the tie wire. The, the yeah, it grew around the tie wire. And it's like, you know, if we're my opinion of it is if we're going to go in there and we're going to do that kind of shit, take it down. Like if you're going to use it that season. Fine. Right. I, I You know, can't stop you. But take the shit down like. Well, it wasn't even that. So that that one with the tie wire and the logs and shit, there was some of that military ghillie suit shit yeah. in there too. Yeah. That one, I actually went back down in there. Mm-hmm. Um, that shit is heavy. I was surprised how heavy it was. No, it's heavy. And yeah. there was a lot of it. There was a yeah, lot was of a lot. that shit. They had to take that shit in there with a quad because somebody didn't pack that in. Um, and I, I bundled it all up the best I could and I fucking put a little spot it was a little log took a pole and dug some out and i kind of put it in there and then just covered the shit you look at that stuff and you look at the the string that holds it together any animal gets stuck in that it's fucking dead yeah right and it's it's a net yeah and what are the chances right who knows it was probably sitting there since last year wasn't in horrible condition um but the fact that we're the fact that we're okay with leaving anything in there just that shit drives me crazy Mm -hmm. drives me i i want the next guy to come in after me and not know that I was there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not, I don't care if it's at a base camp situation, whatever. I don't want them to know that, that I was there in that spot. Right. Yeah. You're going to see the tire tracks and the boot prints, clean your shit up. Don't leave your flesh. We, what did we see? We saw tax, the reflective yeah, tax in the trees. Tax. I mean, that might be grasping at straws as far as, you know, somebody saying, Oh, that's, you know, that's bullshit, right? You're making that's nothing. It, is it? But it went along with the ribbon. It went along with the carving. It was all in the same area. Yeah, but is it? But is it nothing? Right? Is it nothing? No, I, I'm leaving. I'm leaving something there that wasn't there. In my head, our responsibility, and I don't give a fuck if it sounds cliche, is if you take the shit in there have the decency to pull the shit out. I don't care if you had a bad hunt and you didn't kill nothing or, you know, you were struggling to get your, your cow or your bull or your deer out of the fucking woods. If you did this shit, just take it, take it back out. Yep. It's that simple. The mentality behind someone doing that is feeling like they own that area. No, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think that they pay that much thought to it. Oh, right. And, and I, like, oh, this is my area. No, so I just, come no, I think it's, oh, it's just the top of an aspirin. It's a piece of paper. Well, maybe, the, I mean, I meant the flagging tape in the, in the. No, I just think it's, you know, I'm going to get in here. I need to get out. And and maybe they had intent to go back. I don't know. Right. But why, why leave the shit? Right. Take it the fuck down. I mean, how hard is it? You know that the guy that did that worked his way out back on the same trail so if you stopped on your way in and you were able to tie it how much easier it is it as you're walking by it to grab it and rip the shit off you know what i mean it's like you go to the supermarket right and uh the the fucking shopping cart 
collection area is three spaces from you, but then you leave that shit in between your car and somebody else's car. Fucking walk the thing three spaces over, right? I mean, I'm saying like, like what kind of, like what kind of mindset do you have to have? It's apathetic. They don't care. They don't care that it's a hundred degrees and some kid getting paid minimum wage is going to come and have to grab that cart from eighty different places and you're three stalls away. They don't. They don't care that. The wind's going to pick up and it's going to blow that card into somebody else's car. I don't give a shit. It's just, I mean, think about it. I mean, you, dude, I, if you look at those, you know, two pack of aspirins they're I don't know, what do you think? Two inches, maybe by an inch and a half, if they're that yes. big yeah, and you right. tear that off, a guy's going to look at that and he's going to drop it on the ground and think that it's nothing. Yeah. Right. But yeah. I mean, come on. What does it say? If you're willing to do that, what else are you willing to leave? That's the fuckers you go to like a base camp area and you want a base camp and you're picking up, you know, beer bottles and shit, you know, carry a fucking, I got a whole roll of 50 gallon trash bags that lives in my fucking Jeep. Right. I mean, that's, I got five trash bags under my back seat in my truck. You know, I mean, every bit, every bit of everything we had took yeah, in as my Prius. <laughs> um, all the shit went back out. Right. It's, it's, you know, I don't know. I, that shit drives me crazy. Any amount of it I see, and maybe the top of the aspirin thing shouldn't bother me, but it bothers me because I think that that apathy just leads to more apathy. And I think it just, you know what I mean? That yeah, yeah. top of that aspirin just going to get bigger and bigger and right. bigger and bigger. Someone will see that and be like, oh, I'll leave mm-hmm. this here then. They left that. I hate that shit. Drives me crazy. So one of the other things, since we're talking about shit that's driving us crazy, <clears throat> when we came down off the plateau and we went to that spot off the divide road and we were walking back to the truck before the dude gave us a ride, what were the guys doing from their camp? Oh, oh Jesus. That, <laughs> well, oh, that's not even the that worst. Didn't start it. That didn't start it. What started it? That ain't even the worst of it. That's not even the worst. I forgot about this. So so the wife and I were in that, that bottom drainage where that blind material was at, that gilly shit, right. and we're Instead of coming out through the meadow, we just, I said, fuck it. We're just going to go up right there where we saw that deer and we're you going came out of that area. Yeah. You came out through there. Yeah. Yeah. Where that deer's at. It's, it was it's steep. steep. No, it's fucking steep. Is it <laughs> yeah. It was fucking steep. <laughs> I just didn't want to make the long walk. Yeah. Right. And it's cause we had dropped down right there. And as we're coming up, I, as we were going in, I don't remember how I saw, maybe we we're in camp still. And I saw this little white Azuzu pup on it when old ass trucks passed by us and it had like a bullhorn on the top blah 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 and and i didn't think nothing of it well we were coming we're coming oh no that's what it was we were coming up and it passed by us and it was like midday wife was pretty beat so we were coming back to camp early and when we were coming up i saw the the lady she was i ain't bullshitting she had like short blue hair the dude was like hippied out um tie-dye shirt no bullshit tie-dye shirt on and i didn't think nothing of it right that the town that's below us is hippie town um well we're sitting in camp and the the you know how everybody pulls up on the road right there and they want to crack bugles and whatnot well then i hear i was like what the fuck right and they had a bullhorn it was like a bullhorn playing elk bugle music like like a tune in elk bugles so what do i think immediately right like they're in here fucking with yeah 
hunting. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. that that was the only to think of who I saw driving that they never stopped. They, they just slowed down, played the tune, and then rolled from the same spot everybody else would stop and crack off bugles and glass. And I was like, this There's is that goddamn water and uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, this is unbelievable. And that's all they were doing. They didn't spend that much time. By the time when they passed us when we were coming up and the time it was maybe an hour, they weren't hunting. There was no orange on. And you could tell the people driving by road hunting, right? Because you had orange hat, orange vest, whatever, muzzle loader bear. Um None of that tie dye was the brightest thing I saw and, and to have, you know, the shit that they had, I think there was like a, a, a beacon, like an Amber beacon on the top of that little truck too. What do you think the music was saying? Run hunters. Run, are, yo, run. Yeah, it was crazy. But you know, going back to what you said. Um, so the, the first, the, the first part of that. So we're, we're back in this field. We knew we passed some camps on the way in, blah, blah, blah sleeting snowing just all out shitty weather day you throw out a locate what's the guy do back oh jesus christ he fucking chuckles yeah. right back like it's like holy shit what are you thinking and then this guy like basically starts sprinting at us is what it sounded like so kind of messed with him a little bit threw out a couple more locates threw out a chuckle thinking he's gonna realize it's a fucking hunter this dude's chuckling back and you know Basically challenging a locate. And I was punky in it too. Yeah, which was crazy. And then we realized why, because we got back to where the camps were at and they're bugling from their camp. Yeah. Like, we're practicing. It's like, holy shit. But then yeah. we met a yeah. guy and we were in the back of his truck. <laughs> that was, back uh, to the truck. That was and I, you know, I, I, and I don't know, right. I, I can't say how much of that educates animals but there has to be something where they come into those calls and they're not seeing what they expect to see and there's got to be some level of them getting used to it or hip to it and then we saw it right and i saw it two years in a row where there's no one there elk are talking and then soon as trucks and things start you know coming in the area the elk are still there but they're they're quiet now right and there there has to be something that said you know said for that i'm not the elk expert so i'm not gonna act like i am in that respect but it was just really weird to me that they were i mean first off you got a loud ass camp anyways they had music playing everything else like right in the spot that they're hunting yeah, basically it was weird and then they're they're throwing out bugles from camp with the music in the background and all that shit and it was i don't know to me it just i was like holy shit what are these people thinking yeah type of thing and yeah and then the next thought in my mind was, we need to get the hell out of here because this is going to be it's Yeah, it's blown. It's it, In my head, it's wasted, right? And the fact that that dude is throwing chuckles at a locate, a punky locate at that, right? Like, I wasn't growling or nothing. I'm just punky locating. And he's he's coming, running in. The wind's at our face. And, and you can hear him getting closer to us. And uh, we have a video of me being an asshole in that instance. But it was... I think we were on like day seven, six or seven. And oh, that was day nine. Was it day nine? Yeah, and yeah, was no, it day eight? No, that was day nine. No, we, we, because the following day we ended up at that other spot. Oh, that's right. We drove yeah, down that yeah, day. Um, I don't know that, that again, I can't, I can't say how that affects those animals. Um, I know from hearing them, be vocal, see pressure come in, hear gunshots. You got muzzleloader season. You got bear hunters. Um, 
and you got 18,000 bugles from the same spot with trucks running, it, that's going to affect those animals, man. And to hear, like you said, that camp was just music playing and, and they're, they're sitting yelling back screaming. Yeah. Like it was, I don't know. It was crazy. And to see how close they were to the, the spot they were hunting. Yeah. There was that field, but then they're hunting that drainage the field, right there. It was, the drainage, yeah, they're right? dropping that drainage. I mean, look at where the guys were glassing, you know, it was just, yeah. uh, uh, something else, man. It's a, it's a, I, I guess to each their own, right? If some people are out there for that that base camp camaraderie, um, and, and maybe that goes back to your point of you know getting away from that and just saying you know f it, I'm I'm going deeper so I don't have to be exposed to this, you know, or deal with this or have this affected adversely. Um, if this is you know if that's the pursuit that I'm looking for. Um, and then what, another thing that tripped me out was the road runners, right? Is you'd see a guy drive down the road and he, you know, you know, he's hunting for a couple hours because you see it every day. Then he's back, you know, going back down the road and then he's back in a couple hours. And it's like, well, shit, brother. I mean, you know, you, you know, you got a 12 hour day and you've drove by four times every two hours yeah. It's nuts, but I, you know, to each their own, it's, I think it's a different pursuit for everybody. And, and some of those camps, man, you know, especially when you get on the divide road, those that's some elaborate sons of that's bitches shit. there, man. <laughs> shit. I mean, you want to talk about there was man, some of those trailers had to be 40 plus, Oh, yeah. you know, four. I mean, two, three motorhomes, um, just elaborate setups, man. And dudes driving. I mean, there was folks there. What was that one guy? He was from like Michigan and they had towed a trailer from Michigan, you know, and I was just like, that's a trek, buddy, you know, and he wasn't hunting the eastern part of the state. That son of a bitch was he was hunting the OTC in the western side of the state. And it's like, man, that's a that is a trek. Absolute trek. Um. Yeah, so shit, I don't know, man. I think we've kind of chopped it up. We got three hours Damn. of shit. I think the only thing that didn't get talked about is 52.3. Yeah, we won't talk about 52.3, <laughs> man. That 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 bull. Okay, two things. That was, a, I think that would have probably been multiple opportunities. But that bull was fucking phenomenal. That cow, I, you know what? That as impressive as that bull was, I'm still more impressed by the size of that cow. That's how big that freaking cow was. That cow was a. F- I, it took me two minutes to figure out that oh, it's a cow. It shouldn't have anything on its head, and that was because she finally came clear, and I can see her head on, and saw that cow face, and the entire time I'm like, wait a minute, I'm tripping. Like, is the headgear behind something I'm not seeing? That was a big ass animal and F her for taking everybody with her. (laughs) That was, uh, yeah, that was, that was pretty heartbreaking. Right. I was already thanking God for the opportunity. (laughs) You saw me, you saw me. Um, that was, uh, but that was that was a that was a hell of a learner right there for me um because i made assumptions right and you know what you learned don't take two of the dudes with you no well no no it's not not even that right is is that i made assumptions i could have controlled that entire situation uh and not to say that i don't trust you guys but i put a level of trust in you that 
I just assumed that you were watching that sort of like I was saying earlier, right? Watching my last position, right? In anticipation of what's going on. And so that, you know, I can't say that it was, you know, that it was all on you guys. Um, I was fucking hot. I was pretty pissed, right? Because I was like, damn, day four. And and well, here's after that whole situation busted up and you sat down on that fucking log. I almost laughed out loud so hard. I, I probably just shot you. I know. That's probably why I didn't. Because when I turned around and I looked at Caesar, Caesar was like, I think he needs a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. But, and I'll stand behind it to this day. There ain't no standing behind it. No, I stand behind it to this day because I feel like there's that wind switched so fast. It was the first gust of wind that went that way that went up to those cows. No, that's why I bounced. I repositioned three times. From where you were. Well, it's still where that. we were, I had him checking wind every 10 to 15 seconds. Puff, you saw we were me good. checking. Puff, I we saw you check. Good. Puff, we were good. Puff, we were good. I felt that wind. I had him check and it blew right up to him. It was that fast. I, I think what you said earlier is they have horseshoes up their ass. Right. Because that I mean, there's no other way to explain a wind pattern. And, I, and I'm not going to argue that the wind that you're fucked up on that, because when where you set up, I was directly across from that initially. Right. And I checked that wind, and I'm looking at my opportunity and I'm like, OK, nope. Then I moved again and I checked it and I'm like, nope. And I moved up to that knob and I'm like, OK, here it is. Right. They're going to have to come down. And I could have probably moved down a little further. But then I was running the risk of getting eyes on me, which I don't know. I Considering how skittish that lead was when she was coming down, I don't know that that was the decision that I should have made. And that's, I think, what held me there. But to see that fucking bull. And that's another thing that I've been thinking about since since we've been back. So I kind of feel like even though. I didn't know that wind was going to switch. I kind of feel like we probably should have moved anyways. But the only thing that stopped me from moving is where, where we were at raking. I had no visibility. And I that that was me treating them more like deer again. I was like, I can't let them see me move. Because at that point, the wind was still good. And I was worried that if we would have stepped out, everything we would have stepped out into was all sunlight. We were in the shade under that tree that I was raking. What about backing? What about backing out and coming that was around? Our, that was our only option. option. But I felt like if we would have backed out, I felt like that's why you moved from the base of the hill. I didn't realize you moved from the base of the hill because of the wind. I felt like if we would have went this way, they would have saw us. Because at that point, I thought they were like here. Like, they oh, they were there. And, and, <laughs> the motherfuckers were there. And that's what I didn't know because <laughs> I saw we were <laughs> under the pine tree. I had no visibility of the hillside. I mean, I mean, not to mention, not to mention, you did also say, "Don't fucking move." <laughs> <laughs> you did say that, and that was like a "Don't fuck this up." And um, yeah, exactly. So and, like, I'm not gonna. All right, and I'm not after, moving. <laughs> and after that whole situation, isn't it funny how fast my horns come out? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And I've been hunting with you long enough where I was just like, whatever, no matter what I would have did, if they would have saw me or smelled me, it would have been my fault anyway. So he's going to yell at me either way. So it really didn't matter. Like, I felt like shit. But 
I had it in my head that I felt like there was nothing I could have did because that wind switched so fast. Do I feel like we should have moved earlier? Yeah, I do. But without having visibility of those elk, I didn't right. know if they were right on me. I didn't know if she was staring at me because I was the one raking. Like, I had no clue where they were at. I knew they were on the hill, but that was it. That was awesome, too. That motherfucker was like... You know how funny how funny was that opportunity when you... Like, that was right after that nut... I'm sure you guys talked about the nut butter incident. We were just... Yeah. We're just yeah. Well, we never even brought it up. So, we were clowning around. Having, having lunch. Time, just got done eating. And out of frustration, you threw out a locate. And that fucker piped off immediately. Yeah. <laughs> and the, <laughs> the look on your face, and I guarantee my face was the same way. Like when it first started, I thought Hunter. And then when it finished with that, y'all do. Both of us looked at each other and we were like, that's a fucking bull. Fuck the packs. Let's go. <laughs> like, it's on. It was, it, it was just full send. From Dude, there. to see, to see, to get, to be able to get in position, to hear them coming. Right. Then to catch them and be like, I'm in a fucking spot. Right. I range, I range. I did my whole little math thing I do. And then to see that son of a bitch standing there, I was like, holy fuck, 52.3 yards, motherfucker. And I'm like, okay, one step. And I'm like, nah, two steps. You take two steps. You're dead. That cow. If she would have turned, if she would have turned down 15, not three steps later. Three steps later, I would have had a fucking shot on him. Three steps. She decided to turn early. And you saw, I don't, did you ever see her? No. I didn't know. Oh, That's what I'm saying. We could have heard them once they ran off. So That's she, what I'm saying. We had no visibility because we were under that pine. So there was those two trails, right? Those trails were probably five feet removed, right? And if she would have come to the end of that tree line and came down the funnel, right? Just like everybody else was doing, right? This fucking <laughs> cow <laughs> she she turned like eight feet earlier to come down and fuck man that was that was a that you want to talk about i wish i if i would have saw her again i'd have killed her i would have killed that cow i know she was big because she was you talked about how big she was for two days dude that cow I'm telling you to this, that bull was impressive. He was, he was a massive six, right? Ain't no shit about it. That bull was huge. That was awesome. But I'm still, I think I'm more impressed at the size of that cow. When I first, when I, I first looked at, I don't know if I looked at my binos or if I looked through my range finder. I think I looked at my range finder. And when she was behind the tree, I was like, How, I don't see any antlers. And I'm like, okay, is she like, is that a, a giant ass spike or what's going on? Well, then she steps out and then I still don't see anything. I'm like, is it some weird freak of nature? Like there's only like some nubs hanging out. And I'm looking at the head. It wasn't until she started to turn her head. And I'm like, holy shit, that's a cat. I mean, that. Are there antlerless bulls? I'm sure there can be. I mean, I, you know, there there are when they shed, but that's what I was taking it as. That's how big that animal was. And it was it was fucking impressive. That animal was huge. And if I wasn't, I should have shot her. Honestly, I should have shot her. She was broadside. She was 46 yards away at that point. I should have fucking killed her. Um, but when you see a six like that and you're thinking that it's two steps from death, you ain't yeah, making that decision. But, but I, I seriously have to give Christy a shout out. 
Because when we got back over to where she was sitting, and as pissed off as you were, she looked at you and she's like, why the fuck are you here? <laughs> go. Go. Yeah. By yourself. Go. Yeah. Like, I guess we talked about it without talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, she, she completely turned that whole thing around for you. Yeah. In general, though, because right after that, we found out you found them the sign. And we ended up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that was a turn. I mean, I mean, I even drew down on that cow when I was coming when it, right. coming off the plateau, you know, and it was just like, damn, your broadside vitals are right there. I got a window. I mean, it know. was a positive at the end of the day in some respects. No, was it? I, no, I mean, you know, <laughs> sure, yeah, but, <laughs> not, not in his head. Well, I, you know, it was the, a learning experience for you and I, and then we ended up, you know, he ended up getting into the cows and saw some bull sign. Yeah, I. I don't know. Can you can you not say that all of it, you know, doesn't have takeaways? Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. if your eyes are closed to it, um, did it suck in the moment? Fuck yes, it sucked, right? I'm telling you, I was like, thank you, God, for the opportunity. That's literally when I put my hands together and looked up. That's exactly what I said. And, and maybe that was the opportunity. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I didn't go to the to the end zone and start doing the end zone dance to drop the ball at the one yard line. Well, you literally speaking of that, you were literally he remember he looked back at us and was like, don't celebrate if I shoot. <laughs> yeah. no that's, a, that's what I knew it was real. That's what I was like, oh, shit. Well, that's the thing, right? I like, knew it was real as soon as he got up on that knob and looked up there the first time. Because the look on his face when he looked back at us and then he, that gave, fucking bull was and then he gave the fist yeah, and was yeah, like, yeah, yes. yes. That's what, yeah, and that and then like he a, checked the wind and he moved and he kept pulling out his rangefinder. I knew. I was like, oh, they're fucking there. Oh, dude, that bull. That... I don't yeah, the, the thing that sucks, right, is when you when you're faced with that and and you realize that it's a 10% across the board, roughly a 10% success rate. Like that's the hardest pill to swallow in that entire scenario, is that given that success rate, that was probably the one opportunity for that season. Right. And I kind of lived that on day six last year. Honestly, I think it was the same bull as last year. I just think he was bigger this year because he had this. I, those dude, his his times, his royals, dude, those things were like, I ain't bullshit. Oh, really? They were that bull was like this guy. That bull was amazing. That bull was Dude, he was a stud. I wish I would have seen him. He was a fucking <laughs> stud. What What's funny is to watch, and you hear it, right, is, you know, what how the lead cow, I mean, she's in charge, and she was absolutely in charge. I think about it. He bugles, and then, for whatever reason, in my head, she told him somehow to shut the hell up. Yeah. Because that was the, that was it. That was the only noise. The cows weren't chirping, nothing, nothing. And I, it was kind of the same experience last year where it was like, you got one opportunity. You heard me. You know what I mean? And it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was, that was a fucking pill. I'm over here and I'll come find me type of thing. Oh, it was, yeah. <clears throat> it was, uh, that bull was impressive. That, that son of a bitch was it nice. Just, it tripped me out though that you threw that locate out just just because just because you felt like it on a win that's and, a beautiful locate too and <laughs> and he, <laughs> and he almost mimicked your it, almost exactly identically. yeah like it was so close that if it wouldn't have been so clear when he answered back i would have almost thought it was an echo 
is is how close it was to told you caesar that was a beautiful locate (laughs) i'll tell you right now i thought going up there i was like i could throw out a couple bugles i'll be okay but then after i heard your locate i'm like my locate sounds like (laughs) dude i you know i think i'm pretty good at a challenge and i thought i had an okay locate and then you start locating and i was like I'm not fucking located. I there is there anything? I mean, that's that's the part that's the sex appeal of elk, right? But to sit there and and crack one off, and then a bull of that magnitude, of that prowess as he's walking, just cracks one back at you, and you just Ugh! at the end, holy shit, man, holy well, and shit! That was probably would have heard more of them. Oh well, god! That's how I knew that it was a bull in the water. Uh, it's because of that growl he put at the end of it. I was like, oh, man. Holy shit. Like, <laughs> dude, when he cracked off, the look on all of our faces was just. Well, because like, it was like, that was like the heavens. The heavens answered all the prayers, yeah. right? The heavens answered all the prayers because, you know, you're there the first the first evening and you're hearing all this shit go on. And then it's dead silent. This is the third day. Yeah, this dead silent. And then, you know, here we go. You know, I, and literally I'm laying there. I had the tube on my chest. Right. And the reason I had it is when I sit down because of my my uh, where I have my uh, bendable bugle tube holder, it pushes out when I sit down. Right. So it's sitting there and I'm like, you know, leaning back against this thing and I have it. And I was like, ah, let me grab the Charlie. Right. Grab that purple. And holy hell, man. And that son of a bitch cracked. And it was just like, oh, the skies had opened up. And them sons of bitches closed fast. The <laughs> <laughs> storm rolled in. So oh, you got man. Chance, <laughs> well, that, but see, think about it, though, right? At a 10% success rate. And I think we had done all the all the math that we had done leading up to that. I think we had figured that unit is at 12%, yeah. right? And that was one of the outside of me semi knowing it, right? And, and that was one of the reasons we went back there. So if you look at what that means as far as opportunity i mean there's there's stats right opportunity versus success there's there's an equation there that you can make sense of it and to think about that low success rate and the time that you have in the woods man and and not to mention that we're out of state hunters we didn't have time to scout so we're basing on on information that i collected last year hoping that there wasn't that many changes and variables in play um yeah, and then I, last, I mean, look at last year. You went up there last year based on e-scouting and our fucking one-day trip. Our forty-seven-hour yeah, the worst around with ten hours of scouting. The there. worst part about it is, I'm gonna have to go back to that spot, right? Because there's 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 information gathered now. There's data there, yeah, right, and 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 putting that together, and and having some kind of finality on it is. Oh, it's a detriment, <laughs> but it ha- I got it. Got I wonder it. what the percentage of success in that area is. Not in the, not in the. I want to know what it is just on. I I would like to know what the OTC success rate is on on non-resident. What is the non-resident success rate? You know what I mean? Because yeah. there's that's a that's a hell of a variable, especially when you look at a that unit is pretty pressured, right? And there's areas we saw what three guys in that area. Three. Well, it was three. Till I saw a muzzleloader guy oh, right, with a right, wife, right, right, right. and then we saw those two guys, right? And and that was the same five guys because there was the two down by the beaver farm. 
that we walked up on. Oh, they don't count. <laughs> they never even Dude, there ain't an elk track one. There's not an elk track one, right, around them fucking ponds. And then you got four people on boot, and that dude never even saw us. We were 20 yards from those fools, and they never saw us. I don't uh, – why okay so that lends itself to the success so decent hunter non-resident success something like that because that was phenomenal that that dude was sitting there facing us yeah and never even never even caught a glimpse we we came around that tree and you turned around and you were like hunter and i was like oh shit hunter and then after we backed out and went up around we saw the other guy behind him like what, 15 yards? Dude, they were in the wide-ass open. Sitting on a log. Sitting on a log over a pond that, that there isn't one track. There is not one elk track. Maybe they were fishing. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Not one elk track. Like, what What are you doing? Like, you're, are you, you're not even paying attention. You're not looking at nothing. It's crazy. Craziness, man. Well, all right. 11 months. 11 months to get ready. Um. All right. Last thing. Biggest takeaway. Biggest takeaway I'd have to say was uh, I. I think the 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 I guess the realization of like just being out in the woods. You know, like what we kind of talked about earlier of like what what means what actually means something and what doesn't, you know what I mean? Like that to me was like the day to day shit really doesn't mean anything. And being out there and like taking away what you get from being out there. Like that to me was the biggest, you know, kind of humbling of, of myself and, and what I think is reality of life and stuff like that. Like, I think that that was my biggest, biggest takeaway for sure. I need glasses. <laughs> um, I I think the biggest thing for me is it's a whole new animal. Like I can't hunt them like deer. I can't. I I can't go after them and be as passive with them as I try to be with deer. Like I need to go. Like no hesitation not to the point where I'm overpressuring, but I can't hesitate. I, I just need to work and, and go after it. Close the distance. Yep. Yeah. Cause I still don't know how to see that goddamn bull. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, that's, that's another part of it too. Like I need to pay more attention to the woods and less attention to what my hunting partners are doing and you know, all that stuff. I just need to focus on what I'm there for more than anything. How can I? What? What's yours? My biggest takeaway? Yeah. Holy shit, bro. I didn't even consider it. I usually ask the questions. Um, I don't know, man. I, you know, I, I said it a couple times earlier. Like for me, I, I'm at a, there's a dilemma, I guess. Right. And it's, yeah, I'm chasing this experience, but I'm I'm willing to lay down the main purpose of that 
for the experience, right? And, and you know, going after that peak or finding, you know, looking at it going, okay, there's a fucking trail there, but I'm going to go up this way. Um, I, I think I need to navigate away from that a little bit. Um, but I don't, I don't necessarily have a problem with it per se. Um, and I, uh, to be honest about it, I kind of thought about it, right? Like, you know, sort of my point of not posting, you know, a grip and grin with the bull is I, I'm not, I, I'm not doing this shit for anybody, but me, right. It's a selfish pursuit, right. At the end of the day, it's a, it, it's a, a selfish pursuit. And I think part of you guys' involvement lessens that up for me, um, to a point, but it's a selfish pursuit. So do I, fuck, I don't even know how to put, put words to it. Do I lay that down for the glamorization part of it, the influenced part of it? Um, or do I just keep chasing experiences and not give a fuck? You know what I mean? I, I, I'm at like a crossroads with it. And I don't know if that has anything to do with the grip and grin or, or whatever, but it's, there's, there's all this shit that I'm thinking with it. You know what I mean? Did this chip trip change your perspective in any way? Of? Because you've mentioned that this might've been one of the best trips you've ever been on. Still, you still stand by that. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. I mean, as as far as I mean, you got to think too, right? It, until Drew and I started hunting together, I never hunted really with anybody else. I had a buddy that hunted with me for maybe a season, um, but I I and not that I don't now. I enjoy the solitude of the solo experience, right? And and thinking back on the amount of laughs, dude. I mean, we were ten days of just fucking dude, it was like belly busting right i mean it, there's no there ain't no way you could say anything you want about a blown animal missing you know not seeing an animal or michael jackson spinning that was just that's small fractions of what that trip really was you know what i mean um to experience the trip for me it, and i don't know if you guys realize it as, as you guys are going through shit i'm watching this like you know what I mean? Like I'm involved in your experience. I'm I'm watching your evolution through the trip, right? From from you know you guys and with you know with Chris, um, and to see like lights come on and, and and shit like that. That was part of it for me, and that was kind of you know we started to try and podcast on Chris. Um, you know when we were when we were up there. Um, you know, and that was part of it, like, you know, those different perspectives and valuing more than just, you know, notching that tag. Um, and I ain't going to bullshit like I want to I want to bring a I want to bring a bull that. I look at and am just floored by home, I, pretty flipping bad at this point. Right. Um, and that was part of it, like seeing that seeing that bull. Anything else, it was just like, fuck. You know what I mean? Like, it was going to have to impress the shit out of me or come in and just want to fucking scrap. Um, when when the wife and I were up and and the fork bull came in, um, that was cool. But you know what I mean? Even if that thing was legal, I don't know that it would have impressed me as much as that bull on that hillside, right? So, I don't know. I, I did have some perspective changes. Do I want to notch that fucking tag? Yeah. But this duality and pursuit thing is what I'm really questioning. You know, did I, is, is my focus on that so much where I let myself down? 
Um, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure that shit out. Am I okay with the unnotched tag after that experience of, you know, almost 20 days or just over 20 days on the mountain? Um, absolutely accepting of it. Um, I, there, there, you know, shit happens when we're hunting, there's blown opportunities and all that. Um, but that, sh that doesn't devalue everything else that that trip was. It was fucking phenomenal. Except the 3,600 miles I drove. <laughs> that was, and honestly, that was in my top three. It's it's number three out of all my hunting trips. My number one is my hunt last year with my dad and my son. And then my number two is my, my son's first year hunt with me. That's pretty, that's But then pretty. this trip is is a solid number three. Yeah, I think this trip might be my number one. It might be. There was that. There was that. It was that fucking fun, right? I mean, it kind of it kind of changed the way I view going out. Um, and I, who knows, right? I mean, maybe that's maybe that's different as as years go on, right? Seas seasoned, you know what I mean. Drew understands how to fuck with wind, um, how to shoot at turkeys. I was gonna leave the turkey. <laughs> um, I, and who knows? Maybe that changes, right? But I, I don't. I, you can't discount the experience, right? And if you're if you're just looking at the icing on the cake, the filling's gonna taste like shit, no matter what. Um, you know, I think, I think this, this hunt, the plate was full and it stayed full. Um, and that was phenomenal. Right. And I don't know that there's a lot of things that we do and we go into and you're looking at this full plate of things and then you're done with it and the plate's still fucking full. Right. I mean, that's, that's a big deal. You know, it was like, I, and actually that's an understatement. I think things were added to that plate um, yeah. in terms of experience, right? I think part of that podcast that we we tried to do up on the mountain, you know, this was a completely unlikely camp, right? Like you, you know, three years into your elk pursuit, my first year, I've been hunting since I was little. Caesar, it's his first true year of hunting. Like he's been in the archery for what, four years? Four years but it's his first true year of hunting. And then, and then Chris coming in with a photographer's mind, wanting to learn the hunting side of things, <clears throat> completely unlikely camp, but it worked so well. Yeah. When it comes to the camaraderie side mm -hmm. of things and like the relationship that, that all of us shared while we were there was, it, it was phenomenal. Like it really was the laughs, the it was the, special. It yeah. was it was just amazing all around. The shit talking. Yeah. The fact that Chris knew what swamp ass was and Caesar didn't. Well, hey, I just didn't associate a name to the. To the, the hence, not knowing. <laughs> hence, not knowing. All right, we done with this shit. Later. Thank you for listening. Follow Western Contours on Instagram, subscribe on YouTube, and sign up at westerncontours.com. Episodes are available on most major platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Subscribe, leave us a comment, and don't forget to hit that five-star rating. We appreciate the support, and until next time, lay them down. 
We spend a lot of time preparing for our hunts and how we fuel our efforts is key. Head over to valleytopeaknutrition.com, helping you perform optimally in the backcountry. Sign up for Mountain Hunter Box on our partners page. Mountain Hunter Box is a monthly subscription box for backcountry hunters. Receive quality hunting gear and camping gear at your doorstep every month. You can select the species you want to hunt and the method of take with three, six, and 12-month subscription options. Use Western Contours at checkout.